we pick up today directly after the events of our last session. The four of you, having just reconnected over the construct that Zothkug destroyed, are headed back to Clan Tructa to reunite with your cipher truck and Timmy and Tommy, who uh, you find have been diligently uh, or diligently protecting it. Uh, they have not stolen anything. They have not run away. The dice have favored you. Um, even better, <laughs> the bazaar is open for a little shopping. Um, you have about a thousand standard wingle digits in your sort of communal coffers uh, that are sitting in the cipher truck. And as a reminder, they are also your funds for using the, the ciphers in the cipher truck. So keep that in mind. Now, the bazaar is two pavilions, and each of those is at least 300 shins long, maybe even a little bit longer, with small vendor tables in them. And this is a meeting point of vendors from all over Urida. We are at the border point between the northern wilds, which make the next area of land to your east inhospitable, and then to the west of you is the acid corridor. So this is where everybody is coming to trade things. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of stuff available here. Everything from dirt folk, key lime pie, to decorative swords, crafted in the Dwarven Queendom of Gaim to various ciphers at a table with the Bright World Company logo on it. And if you want to, you all may now do some shopping. I know for sure Zothkug wants to go shopping. So Zoth, tell me about what you would like to purchase. Let's let's work that out um, first. So Zoth would love to have some uh, diamonds worth at least 300 gold pieces. I don't know what the conversion from gold to wingle is in the world. Um, you said you'd tell oh, me two the to one, rate. two, two <laughs> standard wingle digits to one gold piece. So it'll be 150. Yes. 150 wingle digits for a 300 gold diamond. Yes. So now you're that looking for 150 wingle two. digit diamond. Yeah. Diamond. Yes. Okay. Because, uh, one of the spells I have is revivify. And I need a diamond for that. And I think it'll be very useful for us to have. That way, in case anyone goes down in the middle of combat, Zoth can revive them. I was going to say, I think Revivify even works. Like, the point of Revivify is, like, you've failed all your death saves. Like, you're dead, dead, dead. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Okay. After that. Dead, dead, if I dead, can't, dead. Can't, can't heal them back. You don't actually and qualify many... to be revived until you're the whole way dead. Yes. That's what I thought. You have to be. You have Chat to be says the dead, acid corridor sounds dead. like a good place for Zoth. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, sorry. Go ahead, Sir. Um, so uh, you said we have a thousand. Mm-hmm. So I think getting getting two would would suffice. All right, and then mm. um, and then Zoth will approach Fox and be like. Hey, Foxman, do you think you could get a deal on these diamonds or maybe get us an extra one or something? Zolf, are you asking what I think you just asked? I'm asking you to barter. Sure. <laughs> I could barter. <laughs> you want me to barter, right? <laughs> yeah, you want me to barter. Um, um, so you find a stall that, uh, is staffed by one of the jewelers of Gaim and they have a nice spread of precious stones and things in front of them. And as you walk up, ah, hello for the fine gentleman with the lovely hat. What can I get for you today? <clears throat> uh, I'll be speaking on his behalf. Uh, oh, one of those purchasers <laughs> rubs his hands excitedly. <laughs> what can I get for your, for your liege today? Uh, yeah, see, we're quite in a hurry. Um, so we, we do want to try to, you know, get things sorted out in a quick manner here, um, mm -hmm. at the stall rather than, you know, take all day figuring this out. Um, we're going to need, um, 
I think something that's going to be, it'd be furable if we could find something nice and large and round. It doesn't have to be cut necessarily. Um, we have some jewelers in contacts that we might be able to get in touch with to cut it. So actually we probably prefer it raw. Um, and yeah, I don't know, roughly about the size of this, you know, we're willing to spend about 150 wingle digits per. Hmm. Well, you know, expeditious speed does sometimes increase prices a bit, but let me see what I can do for you. And the salesperson pulls out a little cloth um, roll up of different, you know, stones and things, rolls it out. Uh, now here we have a lovely raw uncut pink diamond. And, uh, you know, this diamond I could offer you for uh, merely 200 wingle digits. Uh, I'm going to go over to South um, and whisper. All right. How many, how many diamonds do we want? And, uh, uh, don't worry about the price. I'll, fi- I'll figure that out. But how many do we want? Um, ideally one for each of us. But uh, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um. All right. After uh, speaking with my liege, um, is that is that all you have here? Oh no, we have lots of other diamonds. Of course, if pink's not your color, perhaps you would prefer this this pure one. And he holds up another one. Now this one's, of course, a little more expensive. It's a slightly larger rock. And he holds up, and this you know this diamond is going to be about three hundred wingle digits. And then I have here a diamond that this one's a little bit under your you know it's it's actually within your budget. This is only a hundred wingle digits for this diamond, but it is. You see, there's some slight imperfections on the sides here. Um, hmm. Is is Alan around here? Sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Alan's if you came been, with us. Okay, Alan's been standing off to the side a little bit, and he'll go up to uh, uh, Matt and or oh my gosh, <laughs> go up to Zoth and and Fox and say, uh, uh, well, do you have any um like lesser gems, like something fifty wingle digits? Doesn't have to be a diamond. Ah, uh, yes, of course, of course I do. Uh, are you are you all together? You know, should we make this a purchase? Maybe we can bundle a little thing a little bit together. You know, uh, I mean, yes, that that would be perfect. Um, Alan will like lean over to Fox and Zoth and say, uh, if if we, I mean, it, it's it's not as important as a revivify. However, um, if we get uh, a a gem that's worth at least fifty wingle digits, I can use use it to create a homunculus servant, as I was speaking about previously. Um, I think it could be handy to have uh, just Ooh. a little little friend to help us around with uh, maybe tending the cart or things like that. Um, hey, Josh. I have That's just the fair. thing for you. How about these two lovely matching amethysts? And he holds up some amethysts. These are merely 60 wingle digits each. Uh, I would only need one. I, I don't necessarily need uh, both of them. Mm, um, are you sure? Mm. They are a matching set. They go lovely together. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure. Thank you, though. Okay, that's one amethyst. How about you for the diamonds? Um, yes. Can you pull out your whole catalog so we can uh, compare? Uh, we we prefer the rough cuts and or imperfections. Like I said, we are in contact with jewelers. We can solve those perfections. Well, you understand this is a very difficult place to travel to with, you know, the Northern wilds being as inhospitable as they are between here and Gaim. This is the full catalog of diamonds that we have with us. Ah, I see. Zoth wants to top tap Fox on the shoulder real quick. All right, I'm out. Go, we go in a little huddle. What's up? Um, so uh, I was just uh, refocusing, and it's not actually. I don't need one diamond worth 150 wingle digits. I just need a accumulation of diamonds worth 150 for each of us. 
Okay. If that might okay. make it easier. Or... Um, can I appraise these diamonds uh, with my limited experience as being a thief? <laughs> sure you can, but you'll roll it at disadvantage. Um, roll uh, an insight check at disadvantage. I'm, I'm sure the only times I've ever known the value of diamonds is how much I could get it fenced. Yeah, so. well, and also you, the rogue who grew up in the hippie commune, like... <laughs> right. D20 ran away. Get back here. <laughs> What's the color of our exterior of our cart, by the way? Have it's we ever talked mostly about chrome, but your logo is green. Okay, good to know. The same that's emerald green that's on Zothkug's clothes. So uh, what, what am I? What am I rolling for this? Insight. Insight. Oh, um, that's a, this is six. <laughs> uh, you are pretty sure these are all um, like they're they're fine. They're probably worth about what he's saying. You know, he's probably he's probably giving you accurate okay. prices. They're not like super high dollar diamonds, but they're not like you know they're certainly not knockoff diamonds. He wouldn't sell you knockoffs. So just a review: we've got the pink. We've got the imperfection one and we've got the larger one. Yes. Okay. 200, 300 and a hundred. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Zothan. Huddle. I'm just whispering to you to make it look like we're deliberating. Right. All right That's make, cool, man. Make a sour look. Make make your face look sour, like you're displeased. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna nod my head now. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna turn back. Um, I it looks like you know, my liege. You know, I'm gonna lean in as if though to whisper away from Zoth towards the merchant. My liege just isn't very convinced. These are really worth these full prices. Um. You know, I could probably go with like a 5% less than what you're going for. Roll persuasion with disadvantage. Uh, remember that time when I was like rolling all of the, the high rolls and the nat 20s? Yeah. Those were good times. <laughs> <laughs> um... I rolled in that one. <laughs> well, Dang. as I have the only supply of diamonds between here and Gaim, your liege is going to have to either accept the prices or, you know, hike and get his own somewhere else. I understand. I understand. I'm going to go one more time. Um, go huddle with Zoth. All right. Um, yeah, it's either uh, this or nothing. I can't, I can't talk them I down. Mean, we don't need all three if that's a little too much for us to spend. I don't know what other people want to buy, but um, we could just take one or two and hopefully we don't die on our way. How much, how much do we have on us? <laughs> a you thousand. Have, you have a thousand total. Uh, let's take the... Uh, let's take the cheaper one. Cause if we take the 300 one, that we could just split it in half and it'll count as two. Oh, you're right. You're right. Alan will lean in and be like, uh, "Do you have the equipment uh, required for splitting diamonds in half?" I thought you would. 
Uh, Alan will like look at his axe of giant slaying, <laughs> and like we'll, we'll figure if, it Alan, out. if Alan rolls like intelligence, will he like figure out whether he know like whether he can split a diamond with that? Alan the artificer knows that his axe of giant slaying is not sufficient. Um, also, Alan the artificer, who sort of understands the construction and engineering of things, uh, gets the sense as he kind of appraises his acts of giant slaying that as an older relic that like was kind of discarded and then pulled back out, like it's starting to show some wear and tear and it may not last too many more combats. Alan gets the sense Dang. that perhaps someone forgot to provide this detail in the session where it was found. And so it's lasted a lot longer than it was expected to in the game. Uh, but the, it is starting to like really show its age, you know, as a, as a relic weapon. Wow, it's looking all of a sudden really rusty. Alan, do you think you should maybe do something about that? Uh, I think that that maybe would be... Maybe you could like tune it up a little bit. Yes, I, I do think that that would be a good I usage think, of my time after... And then he'll hold up the little the emerald like after... I, I swear I almost heard going. like a sizzling and all this rust just grew on it. That, <laughs> um, like it I, was very rapid. Um, can you not split diamonds, Alan? No, I, I do. I, you need a diamond to split diamonds. We need at least another diamond. Um, that we could fashion into a blade, and then that diamond could split the, split the diamonds. I have this picture in my head of you getting the cheaper diamond and the 300-wingle-digit diamond and Alan balancing them on top of each other and then trying to hit them with the hilt of the axe of giant slaying. Like, just stay there. Oh, it fell over. Just... <laughs> um, I, I do Excuse believe if we, ever, if we ever get in, con- like in, in proximity with Elaine Mollusk again... Uh, she will definitely have the equipment uh, necessary to split a diamond, um, but we would have to wait until then. Or when we make it to Gaim or wherever else we're going. Uh, perhaps. Um, I'm not sure exactly what uh, kind of... Well, they would probably have... Are you capable there. of making a, a diamond-tipped blade? Uh, with a lot of time and much more resources than we currently have, yes. Then I guess we should just go for like the, the 200 one. That that may be the smartest. Um, then at least we have one backup. I don't I don't foresee. I mean, with all we've been through so far, none of us have gotten to the point of needing to be taken back from death. So I don't foresee necessarily needing. Never going to happen. I mean, not yeah, never. You don't. You shouldn't say come never. On. Um, I mean, Alan came pretty close in the Abolith fight. Guys, this is true. Fought an Abolith and survived. We're fine. So, uh, my good fellows, the salesperson says, like looking over <laughs> at you all, just huddled there talking. Can I interest right, you in talk. a sale? I've got some people lined up here. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's just take the larger one. What? We can ask him if he can split a diamond. Um, for mm-hmm. a fee, I could split Excuse a diamond. Me. Uh, I wasn't eavesdropping. Well, <laughs> um. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so that's a very uh, rude of you. Well, I was waiting to see if you were going to make a sale or not. And then I thought, what if they're just talking about the weather? And so I checked. <laughs> I already got my stuff and Jeb like swings a little sack over his shoulder. All right. What kind of fee are we talking? <laughs> uh, let me see here. Probably another 300 wingle digits. Um, you can say another 300 wingle digits to split a diamond. Yes. It's a complicated uh, and, procedure. And what, uh, is Alan it? will lean in and say, uh, yes, it is quite complicated. Uh, we, we would be compensating him for his time, but also the wear and tear on the materials necessary to do so. Um, it is difficult to split a diamond, and once using the blade that he would use to split a diamond, that blade would be significantly worn down, only with well, uh, a couple more uses left in it. 
Um, Alan, I, 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 get, I get the point, Alan. Um, merchant? Yes? I choose to believe you. And we will not be requesting the diamond cut. A wise but we decision. will take the larger diamond. The 300 wingle digit diamond. Correct. Very well. And he holds out his hand for your wingle digits. I, I go back to Zoth. Because I'm not, I'm not trusted probably to carry around that. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably best that I just have it anyway. So okay. I need, I need 300 wingle digits. I uh, give a, give you 300 wingle digits. I see Thanks, if you can catch. I toss it. <laughs> he catches it. Wasn't it 150? Oh yeah. Uh, no, this one was 300 wingle digits. Oh, this diamond is worth one. 300. Yeah, it's a big one. He, he takes boy. the 300 wingle digits and stows them in a little coin purse and then hands you your diamond and says, very good. Have a, have an excellent day. And as you are stowing your new acquisitions, Othkug, I assume putting it somewhere in your pack or maybe in the pot, whatever. Um, as you're doing that and you're kind of walking back towards the cypher truck, Makar rides up to you, his face looking Ooh. strained. My friend, he booms at Owlin. I am pleased to see your company whole again, but unfortunately there, there is a matter to which we must, and he's cut off by another imperious voice are you the adventuring company known as four guys ventures and vibes as several city guardsmen surround you a woman wearing a strange silver medallion walks up to you Makar leans in close and whispers she is one of the counselors to the steward of cantructa mm. uh yes we are indeed four guys ventures and vibes you stand accused of some serious things, travelers. Grand larceny, destruction of property, she checks her notes, disturbing the peace. This is Sheriff Greenvale from Tumbleweb, come to collect you and bring you back to face trial for your crimes. A young gnome woman walks forward in the familiar, at least to Jeb, uniform of a Tumbleweb sheriff. Uh, the very sight of her makes your chest feel tight, uneasy. Alan, what is it about her appearance that is so unsettling? Could it be a scar, a cruel weapon at her hip? What is it that's just so on edge? Uh, the fact that she never blinks. She never blinks. She stares like, like she's piercing through you. Um, yes, I am here to return you so you may face justice for your crimes. That's slander. Uh, Makar standing next to you also seems distressed. This, this man is my friend. He is a man of character. You cannot simply accuse. Tell them, Alden, tell them. Uh, do not, not to worry. We are an honest business, and uh, we we will we do not take these accusations lightly. Um, but we will sort them out. Um, we we do have business we would like to attend to, so we would appreciate it if it was sorted out with haste. Um, but uh, yes, we we will we we are not afraid of of accusations, as we can prove that we are an honest business and honest people running it. Very well. So you will return to Tumbleweb with me to face your charges? Uh, yes. Jeb. What, um, what kind of timetable is this? Jeb, as you address her for the first time, um, you you kind of get the sense that something's wrong with her badge. She has the sheriff's badge like pinned to her hip like all the sheriffs do. Um, but it's like it's not quite the right shape or some, something's off. Maybe a manufacturing defect. Um, but something about it doesn't seem right to you. Well, it would probably can be I a make few an weeks investigation of check too. You can make a perception. Sorry, investigation is hands on, but yeah, you can make a perception. Uh, so um, this is not the time to talk. If you will come back with me to Tumbleweb, we will expedite the process as much as possible. I'm sure lots of people in the city would like to see this come to a close quickly. Well, 
I mean, I'm sure, as you know, we are a company, and we have a legal department to sort these matters out. But the accusations were formed against you before you incorporated as a company. It is the four of you who are on this poster. She holds up another wanted poster with the four of you on it and then the logo underneath. She closes Mm. it again. Is there any way to sort a matter like this out remotely? Uh, For example, here? Uh, No, I'm afraid you will need to come back to Tumbleweb with me. Mm. Is there any way for... I rolled an eight. Okay, yeah. It seems off, but you're not sure exactly why. Um, Is there any way for us to send a representative, uh, perhaps uh, just a lawyer of some kind, and uh, we will either remain here or uh, like remain in contact? As um, I have said, the accusations are against you and not your company, and so it will need to be mm. you personally who accompany me. We will have several police officers escort you. Jeb, you immediately latch on to the word police officers because they only have sheriffs and deputies in Tumbleweb. Yeah, that's... Something's feeling a little off. What if the Abloh um, is controlling her? That's why you don't say yes immediately. <laughs> uh, do you mind if we have a moment to discuss among ourselves? Uh, like we we do have some things to uh, sort out on our end, things business matters that we would need to send correspondence for and whatnot. Do you mind if we like we have a, a private meeting and then uh, join you for the journey back to Tumbleweb? You may discuss. I will wait here. And she stands there. You are surrounded by the guardsmen still. Like, they don't make any space for you to walk away, but you can discuss amongst yourselves. All right. McCarl leans down and whispers to you guys, this is baseless accusation. I will go and speak with the steward. And he rides off to try and convince the steward to intervene. I I appreciate that. All right. All right. right. Um, Business huddle. We get in the cypher truck and we go. We We just book it. Right? That's the plan? That's That's my plan. Um, I, so Wouldn't when we huddle I imagine company? I imagine that Jeb's in the middle and everybody else is kind of like pointing down at him because <laughs> okay. he's, like, he's not big enough to, to take a side um, I would like to discreetly cast detect magic and see if I see anything flare up on her sure um, cast it with a you can choose whether you'd like to roll stealth to do it stealthily or concentration to like concentrate while you do it stealthily. Um, I mean, constitution maybe, to maybe, concentrate while I you do it stealthily. Maybe a sleight of hand if it involves like gest- gesticulating. Gest- yeah, verbal you're gesticulating. Got it. 13. Okay. Um, you cast detect magic. Great. You cast detect magic and it takes a little more focus than you're used to. Cause you're trying to like keep it out of sight. You're literally surrounded by people and you're like, I don't want them to see, um, or but you cast conversation to try to hide that he's doing that. We're like, you, Oh yes, yes. You cast detect magic out. and, um, you don't detect any magic at this point in time, um, mm-hmm. coming from the, the sheriff, um, the sheriff who is visiting from Tumbleweb. You do get, I mean, there's a general sense of some magics inside of the, of Clan Tructa, but they have a hall of artifacts. So it's probably those. Hmm. So. Like Something's said, wrong, guys. Um, she was saying that she mentioned police. We don't, we don't call them the police and something, I can't put my finger oh. on it, but something's off about her badge. It's like the, the shape, the design. I'm, I'm not sure what, but. Something is definitely not 
above board here. Okay. With Jim okay. pointing it out, could I look at it and see if I could tell what is wrong? No, because you don't know Tumbleweb well enough. Like you don't have the okay. sheriff's badge there memorized right. or anything. He grew up around it. Okay. I have a new idea. I also, okay. I also looked for uh, some, you know, any magical presence. I thought maybe we could like find a charm on her, if, like the abolites had possessed her or something. But I'm not getting any reads on her. Okay. I do believe uh, the the Aboleth, uh usually is like using psionics, which I am not sure if is like a magical spell necessarily. It's more like using psychic energy, like brain waves. Yeah. Or I or think uh, the only thing that so far the only test is the bonking. All right, guys. Yes, that is true. I got a plan. All right, we could bonker. I that, say that bonker. Is we possible. Flip the whole situation. On her. She's probably by herself. These are the city guardsmen, right? So if we can just put enough doubt that they don't want to back her up necessarily, they probably just don't want to get involved anymore. Mm. I think we can at least handle her one on one and and just get out of here. If she's not actually a sheriff, as you say, we can what, actually what, what it doesn't matter. Strategy uh for for that. Well, we start pointing out flaws. And details. Well, if she's if she's not an actual tumbleweb authority, um, I could whip up some some crazy gobbledygook, uh, you know, sheriff's code, and ask her what she thinks about it, and then say, "Hey, that's not a thing," you know, like try like try to Ooh. cause some suspicion. Okay. Or I could get, my, or we could like I could get my little guy, my little arms and legs, dude. And have him bonker, and then blame it on that thing. Mm, blame it on the bonk. Uh, yeah. Say we do both. I, okay. yeah, I I believe I believe we should start off with the gobbly the legal gobbly gook. Follow it up with the fact that um, uh, you know the the inconsistencies with her badge and with the uh, terminology, and um, bonk as a third resort. <clears throat> um. As you turn yes. back, you can hear Makar still like arguing with the clan steward who has so far just been watching the exchange and he's going, this this group of adventurers has recently helped us recover priceless heirlooms for our clan. We can't betray that. Okay, continue. Um, uh, we, we would like to ask you, Sheriff, a question. Of course. Jeb, you may? Oh, oh yeah, I thought you were going to... Um, yeah, so according to um, Precinct 45B, um, Article 1 of the uh, of the Sheriff Code, um, you're, like, you're not allowed to do this. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but I'm not sure you, you what, very exactly? well know. Um, Extradition. Incarcerate us without reasonable cause. Uh, yes, uh, in that exact same uh, section, however, on the next page, it does mention that uh, once, uh, you know, the people who are accused of such a crime have exited the premises of the tunnel system, uh, they are outside of jurisdiction. And uh, there's a completely different process for uh, extraditing those those accused. Um, and this yep. is obviously not, you're not supposed to come here. You're supposed to send courier message uh, to the last known location um, and contact the authorities that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, anyway, that's uh, this is obviously not protocol. Uh, roll charisma with advantage, Alan, with everybody backing you up since you were the last one who spoke. 
My grandpa Cole was a sheriff and he taught me all about this. You are wrong. We are right. <laughs> <laughs> Charisma with advantage, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Uh what's my charisma modifier? <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Um, but what with everyone backing me up? Yeah, I mean, I get well. That's what the advantage was, right? Like, was oh. everyone backing you up? But I'll Dang. let Jeb roll it as well because he said that thing about his grandfather. So Jeb, just roll a normal yeah. one, just straight okay, charisma. Cool. We'll see if that's any better. Straight charisma. Oof. This is all on you. I'm trying to help. <laughs> Not great. Oh, Not great. No. I got a nine and um, you got twelve. Hey, that's better than Ooh. nine. The steward speaks for the first time in your your engagement with each other. The steward says, well, if that were the case, surely this sheriff is merely functioning as the courier and has come to me, the local authority. You'll note that it is us who have currently held you in place to face your accusations. Ah, uh, yes, this would be the case if it were not in doubt that this were a sheriff. Is that right, Jeb? Uh, that's right. Um, it's a little out of sorts that one would refer to themselves as the police uh, because we don't have police in Tumbleweb. I'm a Tumbleweb native, and we refer to them as the law folk and the sheriffs. Jeb um, persuasion so. with advantage. Mm-hmm. Fox will just nod his head <laughs> continuously. That is an 18. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The steward turns to the sheriff for the first time with a little bit of doubt on her face and says, Is this so? and kind of squints at them. Which sheriff were you again? Uh, that was Sheriff Alex Greenvale, um, counselor, and I can assure you that these adventurers tore up our city. They left in the night like sneak thieves. We have evidence that they robbed one of our most wealthy residents, and she stands ready to press charges, and we also suspect them of robbing a bank. As, they, as she says the robbing a bank thing, around you, vendors begin slowly like pulling their wares towards them on the tables, like kind of sliding them back and away from you guys. We have evidence that the person that you, that you accuse us of stealing from was drugging and capturing and kidnapping party guests, which is why we intervened and saved their party guests. There may, you may have noticed a mass exodus of folk from their house as we were exiting. Uh, that was the people that we saved. They were literally trapped in rooms, tied up by uh, that that uh, person's bodyguards, and uh, taken to a creepy basement in the sewers. And we we also have saved them. We also have a wit a character witness of the Princess of Gaim. This is correct, as well as Elaine Mollusk, who we saved. The steward. I believe we have. Undoubtable proof. The, Your the, honor. The counselor, I should say. The counselor looks between the two parties and then says, it is important for us as clan tructa to respect and honor those who have served us so substantially, but it is also important not to strain our relations with Tumbleweb. As we are outside the village walls, perhaps we will simply turn away and allow you to resolve this dispute as you will, Sheriff. And as the counselor says that all of the, the city guards like back off from you and lower their weapons and the sheriff gets this sour look on her face like like she realizes what's happening here. It's a very diplomatic <laughs> exit from the strategy and she can't fight all of you on her own. If you wish to lodge a complaint with the steward for my service, you are, of course, welcome to do so within the village. And then the counselor just turns around and walks off. And as the guardsmen follow her, um, Alex Greenvale looks towards you. And she kind of narrows her eyes and she goes, we're not done here. And then she like slips off into the crowd. 
Oh. I, I think when you leave, that means we're done. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, I I do believe in that case, we should not dilly-dally here. We should on our way. Uh, leave as soon as we can. Man, I wanted some trinkets, but no, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> do you believe it would be beneficial for us to peek back in and at least say our goodbyes or do you think it may be well I, I know your feelings on this off uh do you think that we should uh uh just immediately head out now makar who lagged behind um okay. the, the rest of them walks up to you and goes i think it's probably best for you to leave for the time being as sad as it is for me to say i wish to show you around my artifice hall but it will have to wait for another time he pats you alan on your shoulder will, yeah i say alan will put a hand on his shoulder and say uh, as as though as much as I wish these were not the circumstances, I do wholeheartedly agree. We will see each other again. I will be back. We shall indeed, and when you do, we will sh- we will share our tales of our adventurers, ventures, indeed. our adventures. And, and and hey, watch out for that uh, the sheriff looking thing because I I'm not sure if that is a sheriff. I will do my Keep best to intervene. Peeled. I will not have someone poison the reputation of my friend who has recently returned from the dead. And he turns around and strides <laughs> off in that very pompous, purposeful way that Alan, he always had back at the Academy when you were in the floating right. library. He had the same, like, you know, the elbows were really key to his walk. Um, of course. All uh, about the elbows. And key to his dancing, whatever he would dance, but that's another time. And so you prepare to adventure towards uh, the Avatar, Garlow, where you believe he is held trapped. And you know what that means. It means it's story time at the Wing Badger Tavern. What? We'll be right back. Oh, what a long intro. Sunir, <laughs> Gontos, Kotis, Awara. Long ago, the four ancients created a world in harmony. Then, everything changed when the chat emped magic. Only Kelnor, master of good vibes, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. Two years have passed, and four adventurers have discovered a conspiracy, a company selling magic. And although their roleplay is great, they have a lot of XP to earn before they're ready to save anyone. But I believe they can save the world. You journey away from Clan Tructa alone, Makar having been pulled back into the city to speak on your behalf with the steward and also not feeling particularly at liberty to bring an escort of guards with him given the recent circumstances. The first challenge you face is to cross Misty Run, the river boarding, bordering the clan holdings. But in your cipher truck, this is no trouble at all. You've got two different ways to get across rivers. You've got a way to go right across the top of them with your ciphers, and you've got a way to go right across the bottom of them with your ciphers. So which magical way do you use to cross the river? We should How drift. Long? We should do donuts in the river. <laughs> How wide is the river? Uh, it's about 40 shins. Okay. I, I say we should honestly, honestly, I think we should go under because I'm just, I, I kind of want to stress test that feature. All right. And, and this is like, under. this is just a shallow river. Just, I mean, we drive across the top. It's going to be whoop, across the top. No biggie. But, you know. That's fair. I do think this, this is a nice uh, controlled environment mm. to test that in that way we can be confident in the future if we do need to use it in an, in can, uh, an environment where it's the only way to escape a situation can remind me still, are uh, you drifted <laughs> i want to yes remind me are you still um are you having rotate pull the cart or are you having it drive itself i thought we were having it drive itself that's fine i just wanted to know right? which which yeah. configuration you were in. Yeah. okay great yeah um because that affects how many ciphers i deduct at the end of this episode so mm. um your cart 
as as anticipated, you are able to, you know, you put some wingle digits into a little button and then all of you stand around it and Alan excitedly like pushes the button and it glows bright <laughs> orange and you feel you feel it in your ears. Your ears pop as the cipher truck pressurizes and sure enough it rolls right Ooh. down and across the bottom of the water and you can breathe just fine. You're sitting in the back, you're playing cards around a table, it's no big deal. And then it rolls up the so, other side. Uh, can Alan can Alan look at Fox yeah. about halfway into the river and kind of give him a smile and crank the the steering wheel and if there's an if there's an e-brake can he pull it and see if he can drift <laughs> into the water roll <laughs> an e-brake uh, roll animal the handling the with disadvantage to drift underwater oh, does dang. the cypher truck have an e-brake <laughs> it does now <laughs> it manifests with the will of drifting <laughs> With disadvantage, you, you don't say? need an e-brake when you've got family. <laughs> <laughs> disadvantage is still nineteen, baby. Dude, wow. you Ooh, you do such sick what? donuts that you kick up a tornado of like dirt and dust on the riverbed Let's that like go. rises up and it like nobody else can see it because it's underwater, but it looks dope. And you like we do have a, sick did, drift, did, did, man. Did any, did any fish give us like a cool like eyebrow? Like wow, they're crazy. No, That's but awesome. a turtle goes by and tips his hat to you. It's just like nice, dude. Turtles wearing a had underwater yes yeah this turtle is high-fiving owlin high-fiving yeah. owlin let's go yeah and then <laughs> it's like so the slowest donut this. ever also because you're underwater <laughs> so it's like <laughs> while they're doing this jeb is going to open the trap door in the bottom Ooh, okay the trap door in the bottom functions as an airlock and so when you open it as yeah. long as the one beneath it is still shut like there are two doors there and the one beneath it holds it's sealed there's no water coming right. in Oh, I thought there's two. I guess. Hmm. I guess there's one in the bottom, like in the floor and then one underneath. Is there like a gap there? Yeah, there's one in the floor and there's about a five shin gap and then there's the other one. So it's like set into the table. You know, you put that raised table in. So the hatch is like the tabletop and then there's enough space in there for like even Alan could crouch in there. And then there's one underneath it that you can open. That's dope. Okay. I don't know where our table so, is. So we've that. got a little, we've got a little smuggling compartment there yeah. as well. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I respect it. Any other shenanigans on the riverbed nice. before we continue with the adventure? I think we're good. All right. So the, guys, I'm satisfied. <laughs> you're I, I do not feel good about, about leaving her behind that. That's like, I know she dipped that into the crowd and everything but that's I kind of feel like we should have put a stop to that it is I guess I did not consider that letting her stay in the town would perhaps introduce the abolis influence into an area that it previously was not um, but I guess we also have no way of knowing you also whether, don't know if she was well, with the abolis mm-hmm. we I, 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 just, I just need more of like letting word get back to wherever it came from mm, gotcha well I would like to think that they won't help. The clan won't help her. I think we've sowed enough seeds of doubt. And I, I honestly, I think solving the problem other, any other way probably would have made things worse for us. I mean, I believe that is fair. I, I don't know if there was a way of discreetly dealing with her without um, suffering other accusations or repercussions from that. Yeah. If that makes I sense. really think a bonk would have been best, but probably not the best outcome. Probably yeah. not. I agree, though. As Definitely your conversation like- continues, 
your cypher truck climbs up the other side of the river and you know like kind of the wheels have some of the treads in them like a tank tread would have and so it kind of grinds its way out and pulls itself back onto the surface you emerge from the mist that permanently rises from misty run river and you find yourselves in the northern wilds the northern wilds Mm. at least at this point are an inhospitable badland hot sand and tough viney plants that in some places grow as high as alan's shoulders it's tough going For much of the journey, you have to have someone on the ground in front of your cart, cutting away the plants to make space for the cypher truck to pass through. The heat and humidity bear down like a physical weight upon you, and you get the sense that even an overnight rest will only benefit you in the way a short stop normally would until you pass out of these conditions. It's just too inhospitable of an environment. Uh, Would uh, would a overnight rest gain the, like, how does that actually I'm saying long rests or short rests. Even even for things that are magical abilities that would happen after a long rest, they are. Dang, Alan will be sad and 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 uh, look back while he's chopping away the vines and say, uh, ah, "I was really looking forward to that homunculus uh, helping us hey. out as soon as possible, but we may have to wait until until we can rest easier." Hey, Josh, mm-hmm. stop talking, keep chopping. Are uh, plants counted as creatures? Uh, only animated plants. Otherwise, a plant is a plant. Oh. Like, the, like that's a category in D and D. So, okay. Um, even animated plants are technically plants, but I would give it to you as a creature. Okay. Even if I'm they're in a Disney movie. Yeah. Even then, <laughs> uh, they okay. right, humidity continue. bear down like physical weight upon you. You get the sense that an overnight rest will only benefit you the way a short stop normally would until you pass out of these conditions. Each of you roll a d twenty against your own AC. If the D20 that you rolled is higher than your AC or equal to it, the large winged many eyed insects that live among the thorns deal a total of a D6 of damage across all your travels, which you can also roll yourselves as they flit about disturbed by your passage. At one point, a snake leaps out of the thorns and Owlin has to kill it, though it doesn't harm you because Owlin's like ready for it, you know? Um, yeah, just exactly like that sword motion you just made, Alan, just like that. He just makes his eyes go wide and then he like jerks and cuts its head off. Um, and then Voldemort's ready to be killed. Um, for the, that was the last Horcrux. Yeah. For three days, you navigate these badlands journeying ever more eastward. Several times you hear the rumble of something large, but distant moving. Sometimes it's like footsteps. Sometimes it's more like a roar. And as the sun goes down on the third day of your travels, you can see distantly the flats. By tomorrow, you'll be out of the sweltering badlands and into the quicksand flats, where the vines and bugs are behind you, and only a few days remain before you reach the Aos Lore Foundation Tower. You stop for the night in a small dip in the ground, where there seems to be a natural space to park the cart, make a fire, and have just a small view of the stars above, even for Jeb, who is mostly shorter than like the vine canopy has been. What are we having for dinner? Do you want some campfire conversation? What's going on? Uh, could I have like foraged for berries and various natural You can roll foods? nature to do that. Yeah. I will do that. What druids do best? Hey, Zoth. Uh, what would what, you find out there? No, you, it's got to be nature for this one. Okay. I forget that you're not actually a druid. (laughs) I got an 11. Okay. You are not able to find anything. They call on the Badlands for a reason. There's not much here. Uh, There's nothing here, guys. Um, Just these vines, really. (sighs) Rations again. I knew I should have bought food while in that bazaar. Um, So I didn't want to interrupt the conversation, but I broke away from you guys while we were at the bazaar and I bought some stuff. 
um, DM. I just bought a bunch of mundane things. Like it, it wasn't anything fancy. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why it possessed me, but it, apparently it worked out pretty well. I bought like four hunks of cheese. <laughs> um, Jimmy and Tommy don't get any cheese. I mean, I'm I'll share I'm smaller. my cheese with them. I will present an alternative, which is that maybe you sent Timmy and Tommy on to Gaim to meet up with your head office and be trained by Zal. They could have gone south oh. along the river, like through. Aspen. Oh yeah, if we would have went back to the to the town, that would have been a good you know, like we because that was actually part of our plan to send them off and do that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's why Let's originally that. I had yeah. thought that, but we never acknowledged it at the table. So Chat just asked about it, and I was like, you yeah. know, I don't know, <laughs> but that's what I thought we were going to do. We have officially yeah, I mean, was part of the original plan. Yeah. That that is now what happened. Yeah, they're they're, now they're on their way to, to home base. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So Jeb um, sits down and he pulls his little his little brown sack and he like flips through it. And he he pulls out like a jug and like a hammer and he puts it in the jug and he pulls out this little horn and he sticks it in the jug and uh, yeah. And then he pulls out like a couple blocks of cheese, just like cheese wedges, big cheese wedges, and he's like. I was going to use them for a thing. I mean, I actually didn't have a plan. I just thought I just saw them and I was like, hey, I could probably use that. Um, and so he hands out a big hunk of a hunk of cheese, mm-hmm. as it's referred to in the equipment of the player's handbook um, to each of the, uh, the party members. I was planning on oh. before we go to bed tonight, just checking in on the business and sending a, a short message. Did anyone have any specific things? Keep in mind, I only have 25 words. Uh, no, I, I believe I'm good. And Alan is absently holding hmm. his emerald that he got and like has his glasses on and seems to be like adjusting them to like look at the emerald closely and like has a couple of his tools out and he kind of you see him kind of like tap on the on the emerald and kind of adjust its shape. He's I'm 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 just very excited about building my first homunculus tomorrow. I'm I'm just uh, I, I think it's going to be very helpful, a very helpful little little friend. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything to ask. I mean, yeah, it's not my sense, is it? Maybe um, let them know that Timmy and Tommy's coming. Yeah. Mm. What what race Good are idea. they? They're both humans. I believe they were human, yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're human. All right. I, I mean, you guys that. all look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> Got them. <laughs> I, I I will say I, I just to, to what extent does that mean? Do you mean that in like the friendly like uh, like like I, I don't see race kind of way, or do you literally mean that we all like kind of look the same to you? I, I'm very curious. Well, I mean it's same ish. I mean none of you guys have fur. I guess in a sense that is true, but like for you example, know, I mean it's, it's like some of you guys have pointy ears, some of you don't. Okay, and it's it's like you know is that but is that not, a thing? Is that not a thing? That, I don't know. But what I believe. If I'm interpreting correctly, they're just not traits that you tend to pay attention to. Yeah, not really. Not really. I mean, it's it's not fascinating. Actually, I don't mean anything by it. It's not like I'm like, oh, well, he doesn't have fur, so I'm going to think less about him. It's just like, oh oh, yeah, yeah, I I didn't assume that. All smooth skin guys. I just so anyway. Um, I'm gonna go eat some cheese. Anybody want to like try to melt some cheese? I I'm I'm trying to melt some cheese. All right, I'm, I'm I got, I got something else. Um, do we have any like water around here? No, there's. I mean, you have probably some water skins with you, but there's no natural water available. Oh, okay. Well, 
I'll save this for later then. And Jeb puts a bar of soap back into his bag. <laughs> were you were were you intending to wash Zoth without his permission? Mm-hmm. I know he smells. Oh, like I was a just gonna bit, offer it. I, I mean, we've been we've been stinking it up through the grass for a while, man. I mean, true. me too. I was just saying, you know, like that's hot and sweltering and all those nasty bugs. We got some we got some adventure funk on us. You know, I was and, uh, doing really good trying to enjoy my meal before you brought that up. You know, I was ignoring it. You know, now I now I can't eat. Now I can't now I can't just, eat. Just roast your cheese like just, you were just talking shape. about and then and then you'll smell the cheese and it'll be fine. Just shape shift your nose away. Uh Zoth will will stand hmm. up and just have a way to send the message. Okay. I attempt to shape shift my nose away. <laughs> While we all continue to to argue and converse over the, the firelight. Yeah. <laughs> Zoth, you step a few steps away um, just to maybe the edge of the firelight where it dances playfully behind you. Ahead of you stretches the dark expanse that is the um, kind of plant overgrowth and you send your message. Yep. Uh, Hey, yeah, checking in, seeing how everything is going. Also sending new recruits, two humans named Timmy and Tommy. Hello. Things are well. I look forward to meeting Timmy and Tommy. Progress is steady. I won't send anything back. Okay. That's good enough. Um, and then I'll walk back. Uh, yes, as uh, everything's going well, progress is steady for him. So, nice. company sounds, nice. sounds like uh, ship shape. Yeah, it looks like we picked some good folks. Um, nice. Was this? Was this place? What's this place called? Uh, quick, quick sand? Is there Sandy something? What was that? Do we have a what map? What's this place called, Alan? You don't have a uh, map, uh, but Makar Pedrin has prepared you just a little bit for your journey, just with like a brief overview of the Northern Wilds. Um, you are in the Badlands right now, and tomorrow you will enter the Quicksand Flats. Mm. So about the Quicksand Flats, um, do we know anything about that place? Is is that is it? A dry place, or is it a say, wet, mucky place? Can Alan roll like history or something? You don't to... need to roll anything for it. Um, okay. The the quicksand flats are um, mostly barren, so like from a sense of overgrowth, like the vines and the thorns and the bugs are going to go away. Um, they are very humid. They're less sweltering than here is. Like right now, it's like the heat itself has a weight. Like if you've ever been outside in like eighty degrees and ninety percent humidity or whatever, it's like that. This is not that bad, but it's still pretty humid. Um, so we're probably talking 60, 70% humidity and, you know, 70 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and the, the quicksand itself, it's almost like sand dunes, except that almost at random, there are quicksands. And the reason that there is so much quicksand on these flats is that underneath them is a very, um, intricate labyrinth of naturally formed caves that all manner of, you know, monsters and beasts and things live in. But as their water sources travel, some of it seeps up through the cave walls, like through stalactites and sort of creates the quicksand above it. And that's why it's so hard to distinguish from the rest because the quicksand is underneath. So there's like a thin crust of actual sand, but as soon as your weight steps on it, it crushes into the quicksand beneath it. And that's what makes it so perilous. Gotcha. Um, so um, we, we sprung the bill for the, uh, for the water walking. Um, that should work on any sort of liquid surface, um, whether it's like oil or whether I, I even hear it like it works on lava, which is mm. pretty awesome. Um, 
it only lasts for an hour. So we'll probably want somebody to like quick draw hand on the button ready mm-hmm. to, to fire that off. If we end up driving over any of that stuff, that, that does seem, well, I, it I sounds like that... we won't, well, sorry, uh, Alan, but it sounds like we don't even know where it will be. Yes, that is correct. That's why just while we're in the flats, we will probably just have to like load it every, every hour. What, what Jeb was saying is like, you know, just as soon as we get on the sand, it's just keep water walking enabled for as long as we need. Well, I don't know if we can afford to keep it on the entire time. That's mm. going to be quite a bit, but maybe if we like load it and then get ready to press the I button, see, and if we feel I ourselves see. thinking that we could fire it off and it's good for an hour and then we could like, yeah, that, that or I mean, sense. I just like, it would be obviously safer if we just kept it on the entire time, but I don't know if we can afford that because that's, that's, that's like that's cash per cash? hour. Let me double check before I lie to you. I mean, because it's probably going to be a couple days travel. Hey, if your lies are going to be under the actual amount, I'll accept your lies. <laughs> no, my <laughs> lies would be over. Um, I think this is one of the higher level spells, but I don't I don't want to be wrong about that. So I'm just checking. We just descend into the labyrinth beforehand and then we don't have to worry about it. No, I do not believe that that would be safe. I uh, distinctly remember being told stories as a child about all the all manners of... Uh, of creatures that are present in those labyrinths. I don't think that's where we want to be. Were they like, like oh, really? children horror stories? Yeah, Water walk is 300 wingle digits per use. You had a thousand, you spent 300. We'll Ooh. say another 50 for Jeb's various mundane things. Unless Jeb, if you only got thing. like a really small amount, then that's fine. No, it would have been like five for my mundane. Things. Okay. So we'll just lump yours. Like in with most the of the stuff was like a silver. Yeah. We'll lump yours in with Allen's. Then we won't add any cost for that. So you're okay. probably down to like 600 wingle digits. We'll call so it. So we have two uses for you. Two uses of water walk. Oh, two uses. Sorry. I so can't yes, then it is much better to use them. use it only when we feel necessary. Um, yes. Probably okay. best to just try to drive around. There's <laughs> sadly there's no way to visually distinct. Like, Unless we could find a way to test the ground ahead of us or something like that. I mean, and that would be worth it because it's going to save us 300 we wingle digits every stick. year successfully. Uh, we I, could. Oh, oh, I got it. I, um, I also got it. Um, okay, you go, you got it first. Well, I uh, after we rest tonight, I will be able to build a homunculus servant, uh, which I my idea is to and let me let me uh, let me think for a moment whether they would be able to do this. Um, my mind was going exactly yes. where yours was going uh, with my little with my little guy. Um, well, mine will last eight hours. Mine, uh, mine lasts, but it just cost me a spell slot. Mine lasts indefinitely once I build it. But if he falls, but if you lose him, uh, he can fly. Can you, the flying might well. Hmm. There, there would be a question about whether flying would get him out of quicksand or not. Uh, this is fair. Um, I believe what I could do is have my homunculus servant uh, consistently flying and carrying something that it could drag across the ground uh, to fill mm. out. Mm. Um, we could just cut off a large vine chunk. Perhaps. Yeah. And if and if that provokes any any sinking of, of that sort, then like perhaps a large vine chunk with a rock tied to it or something um, yes, that it could drag and then, and then create. That, that could be essentially our warning system ahead. It only has a flying speed of 30 feet, however, so we would be moving slower than we normally would in our cypher truck, but I believe that that safety is probably worth it. Yes. Yeah, probably worth it. Well, yes, I was, was going to ask yeah, you... I'm, uh, I'm cool with you doing that if you want to do that. Um, 
which one yeah, do you vote for? Cool. But it sounds like we've already voted. So never mind. And I and I have I have a, a design idea uh, in my head for how this homunculus uh, could could look and and function that I think uh, would work well for the situation. Or we so. could just just get a rock instead of having to cut the vine. I mean, uh, I've got rope. Well, I mean th- that either way. Yeah, we could find something, surely. Cool. Well, anyway, sweet. I I need to rest in order to do that, so we need to take our long rest now, but. Um, in the morning, we could be on our journey. Yep. Oh, can we can All we right. take a long rest now, though? I thought we were just outside the the forest. If that was that was that it? Or it we was the up, can we take yeah. A long it was rest the now? badlands that prevented you from taking a long rest. Okay. You're still in the northern oh, okay. wilds, but this part is no longer. It was the heat that was preventing you from resting. Yeah, I got gotcha. what I thought. Um, sort of like a gotcha, constant gotcha. heat okay. exhaustion. So yeah, here you can cool. you have a long rest now. Cool. Um, cool. And as you turn nice. in for the night for your long rest, you hear. Closer than before, that loud thumping something. It's kind of hard to distinguish whether it's footsteps or a roar, but something is out there. Um, and it doesn't seem to like it doesn't seem to sleep. Like it's making noise now. It made noise during the day. Um, and you hear that. It doesn't actually approach you. Um, the next morning comes around. Which directions are coming from? It, from where you are, it's just echoing across the plains, like because you're kind of nestled underneath. So the sound is, mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds a little bit like it's coming from behind you, but sound would hit the vines and then bounce back at you. So like it would, it gotcha. would sound that way even if it was coming from the other side. Hmm. Not to worry until it's closer. So the next morning comes along, and um, as you are now resting outside the Badlands themselves, the heat is no longer quite so scorching. However, it is humid, and so as Alan sets to work, you are still, like, I mean, dripping sweat. Um, You haven't seen rain since you left Udril four days ago, and Mm. you don't see, there are no clouds in the sky. It's that sort of barren wasteland sky. Um, Alan, tell me about your homunculus. Alan will uh, get out the the emerald again, set it down in front of him, have his... uh, uh, his uh, kit out, and um, as he begins to work on it, it looks as though, like as he's working on the on the gem, like pieces of metal are like spawning on it. Like he's like got his like little hammer out and his like wrench out and stuff, and like he's like doing stuff, and like like materials are magically appearing that are like being added, like formed around the gem. And as that's happening. It's like a chrome color matching the uh, the 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 cipher truck, and there's these little green emerald highlights with it, like you know speckles kind of within within the creature. And as it slowly forms, it looks like it's like something with three legs, but also wings. It's got like a kind of a short snout, and it is a winged badger that is made of chrome and emerald. And uh, it's a small creature. It's like the size of an actual badger. Um, and uh, Josh, I assume you can pretty easily pull up a homunculus scap- stat block. It's it's this, like it's the same for any homunculus. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. I mean, just so you can reference you can it, I have yeah. it open too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yep, it's like uh, it's just a small creature. Um, I need to roll its uh, hit dice um, so I know how much HP mine in particular has. Um, it looks like it's one plus my intelligence modifier plus my artificer level as a number of hit die. But anyway, yeah, it can fly with its little winged badger wings and, um, it's immune to poison damage and it can do a little like claw attack. Um, 
but it's mostly like helpful for like situations like we're in right now where it can kind of do things um and then in combat i can like control it on my turn basically um which like it's like essentially its turn is right after my turn no matter what in combat cool um but yeah it's just a little guy and by doing that i no longer like my um javelin no longer returns to me anymore that function has been left it from it but i still have the enhanced spell focus on my glasses cool so yeah how big is it it's i believe it's a it's oh it's a tiny construct actually it's not just small it's tiny so there you go well um I just want to say, guys, um, if you need help, I will be inside the cart. Um, preferably, I, I don't think there's anything I really need to help with. Uh, so, bye. <laughs> He's having his diva moment. He's yeah. like, it's too it's hot. Like, it's too hot out here. Yeah. Um, okay. Mm. Uh, and and so you set off. Um, yeah, so you set off across the quicksand. Um, the quicksand flats, I should say. And it's it's a rolling stretch, so it literally it looks like sand dunes. Um, but every now and then, your homunculus very cleverly comes across like, oh, there's a there's some quicksand, and the rock starts to fall in. Um, however, on one of those occasions, the rock does fall too far for the homunculus to pull it back out. And so the homunculus just lacks the oh. strength to pull on it. Um, That's fair. It only has four strength. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, you know, if it doesn't notice right away, it's like, oh, yeah, I can't I can't lift this anymore. It makes so, it makes little sounds like <laughs> like that. So that's exactly what oh, it does. No. Um, and as it's going, <laughs> is anyone going to try and assist it? The way that'll work is you'll have to roll a save to get across the quicksand to the rock and then pull it out. Oh, to assist the uh, the pulling the rock out. Yeah. Um, I'll, I mean, for sure, Alan will go out and be like, uh, uh, there, hold on there, buddy. And then like kind of go out and, uh, try to pull the rock out. Okay. Noth will try also, um, to travel across what? the quicksand. I will need a, oh, so I need to get into the, I need to get into the quicksand to get the rock out. Yes. I can't just like stand over it. Exactly. Ah. Um, so this in nimble. order, um, I have an idea. Uh, yes. Can I do it? Can I do a thing? Go for sure. it. Why have we stopped? Um, <laughs> would this uh, so sand is just really small stones, right? It's like really tiny stones. Okay, I'm okay. with you. I'd like to use mold earth to just fuse like a three inch layer of this sand and just like stretch it out. Um, I could do five square feet, so I presume I could do like, uh, you know, like a, like a foot wide and, or like two feet wide and like a good ways out to like make a, make a, a stone plank that's like on top of it. I can essentially turn difficult terrain into not difficult terrain if you want to think about it mechanically. I'm, I'm looking up sand to find out if it is in fact stone, um, and you're I mean, this- it's mold earth, so it does sand or a dirt or stone. So sand, like by if you're looking at like scientifically, sand is a <laughs> lot of literally small rocks. Like that is. I what mean, it is. <clears throat> here at Wing Badger Gaming, <laughs> we teach you the things you need to know in yeah. life, such as what is sand. Five minute geology with the Wing Badger crew. <laughs> Oh. I would also defer to perhaps um, 
if Grubbug's still in the chat, I bet Grubbug would have a take on on. I also have an alternative question. take on this. No, it's if, fine. Uh, if you want to determine that sand is not stone. No, I already read about it. It's fine. Okay. Um, sand is quartz. Quartz is considered okay. a man-made stone, but like that's fine. I'm over it. Um, so you shape <laughs> the. You, so you shape basically. You're like ejecting the rock out, right? That's what you're doing. It's like popping it up and then leaving a little bridge there so it doesn't sink back down. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You do that thing. It works perfectly. You're able to get the cart around, and the homunculus continues flying. Um, Let's go. And it's not long as you. After that, sand is like unfriendly dirt. Chat says, <laughs> um, <laughs> "It's not long after you've kind it's of rough and coarse, and it gets everywhere." Oh my gosh! It's not long after you solve this problem, and you've kind of now you have a system. It's like okay, well, if it happens again, we just do that again. Um, it's not long after you solve that problem that you come across something different. Um, you, you come upon a pair of humans who are in great distress. They stand at the roof of a cave. You know how we talked about there being caves underneath this cave has been uncovered. The roof is visible. Um, so there's like a big hole in the ground basically. And, and you know, sand is kind of falling in. Um, and inside it is a horse and a cart, nothing fancy. It's the kind of beast and tool that a nomad might have and love and pass down their family for generations. And seeing you, one of them runs towards you and something about him feels strangely like naive and innocent Fox. What is it about this young man that makes him seem so sheltered? Um, well, he seems to be wearing like clothes you would wear in a not so warm climate. Um, he seems like a little dressed up for the occasion mm. to be traveling, um, overly worried maybe, um, without any actions being taken, you know, you know, like when you're just, you don't know what to do. Yeah. He's like a little twitchy. You don't know like, what to do. Yeah. A little panicky maybe. Um, so yeah. he runs up to you and he's, he's got like, you know, he's kind of nervous and he's shifting from foot to foot as he looks at you and he, uh, I'm Rex and this is my brother, Sasha. And we were on our way home to the seaside when our horse Wilbur got spooked by, I don't know, some far away, beast roaring and he took off right over this cave and he fell in can can you help us get him out we're scared some kind of monster might get him down there uh uh alan will like look back at the at the rest of the crew and kind of be like uh, well uh the, their their horse would be in in definitely some danger down there i believe that uh if we're able to safely stop um this would be a good opportunity to to do some good here inside um, check Okay, roll your insight check. I respect it. After the the thing with Alex Greenvale. Natural one. Natural one. <laughs> Seems legit. You know, why why are you out in the middle of... Do you live out here? No, we had to travel to Fladena, which oh, is... So we don't have time for that, man. We got to go help. Come on, let's go. <laughs> this, is big, this is big Zoth energy. Oh, thank These you so much. Important. Thank you so much. And Rex leads you back to the lip of the cave. All right. Well, I'm staying with the cart. Yeah. Alan will have the homunculus like um, patrol, like kind of the exterior of like kind of the outer rim, but like between the cart and the what we're doing. Oh, I see. Yeah, Basically we'll, just to make sure they don't try anything shifty, like keep them yeah, away from yeah. the cart. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So your homunculus does that. The rest of you. I, we, need, we need to come up with a name with the, for the homunculus sometime too. I'm realizing I don't like calling it the homunculus. Anyway. The homie, <laughs> the homie, yeah. um, the, Monk. the, the other three of you walk up to the lip of this cave and you can see it's a pretty significant fall. It's about 40 shins that this horse and cart fell. Um, mm. and the horse is lying. There is, you know, there's some blood and stuff like it's cut itself in the fall. Um, mm. and the, 
there, there are some like caves that stretch out away from it. Like this is a cave network. It's not an independent cave. So it's also like you said, Alan, it's conceivable that there are some kind of beast or monster down there somewhere. Um, with that said, there's not an easy way down. Like you're probably gonna have to use rope to get yourselves down or find another creative way to get, get down there. So how do you want to approach this problem? Rex and Sasha are standing next to you. Like, is there anything we can do? You know what, what can we do to help? How far down is the horse? About 40 shins down. Okay. Um, Zoth would like to use healing word just to keep the horse alive and from dying. Okay. What is the healing word of the day? uh bless all right <laughs> oh bless um oh, bless. Yeah. the yeah uh, so you do that and the horse although it is still like clearly not doing great it stops like you know kind of twitching and and groaning and stuff like it you know it's stabilized um it's just laying there and can't ride itself it probably has yeah. like a broken leg or something from the fall so it can't stand up on its own is there a rock up here to tie a rope to uh no because this is all sand dunes you okay. could probably like you could anchor something into the cave, like where the stone is. So if you were able to like wedge something in there, you could anchor it that way. That is real mm-hmm. rock, but there's not like a boulder just sitting up there. Okay. Hmm. Mm. I gotcha. And I'm going to cast mold earth and just shape the sand on the edge of the cave to go outwards like this pillar, like a, like a little platform. And I'm just going to write it down. Oh, like an elevator. I mean, like an yeah. elevation change machine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like an elevation change machine. Uh, do okay. you want to get you, Jeff? Back when we were in the Underdark, it's kind of like that. But, you know, it just sticks out with the stone. And, uh, yeah, hop on. I jump on. Yep. So whoever's going, are you all going down? You all go down to the horse. I'm not. Uh, Alan will stay at the top. Okay. Alan stays at the top. Fox, uh, sorry, Jeb and Zoth go down to the horse. And so when you get down there, the cart is not fully broken, but one of the wheels has splintered. So like you'll have to find a way to prop it up to get it out. And then the, um, horse itself has one broken leg. So that's why it can't stand, but it does seem like, you know, the horse will live if you can splint it and heal it and like, you know, it's going to be okay. Um, and you know, Rex and Sasha who are still up tops kind of anxiously standing next to Alan still, you know, kind of twitchy and paralyzed by the peril. They don't know, um, you know what exactly to do. They're like, is there, is there something we can do? What, what should we do? Um, meanwhile, the two of you are now down there with the horse. There are three Uh, different tunnels extending off of this cave. Um, they just extend into the darkness and so far you don't see or hear anything down them. Azov will tend to the horse. Okay. Um, um you can roll, you're trained with the healers kits now, right? So are you doing yep. magic or are you using a healing kit? I'll use a healers kit. Okay. And that's, I think a medicine check, right? Uh, let me see. You can figure out what it is while you do. Um, Jeb, are you doing anything in particular? Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to pull out a torch and light it, and cast tiny servant on it, and go and like shoot some arms and legs onto it. So it's like this little walking fire-headed torch. Okay. And I'm going to tell it, uh, "Hey, just walk down that tunnel and just." See if there's anything down there that we need to be worried about. Okay, the torch. Um, yeah, I'll do it. And he like walks down the tunnel away from you. Um, Josh. Yes. So healer's kit is you stabilize a creature that has zero hit points without needing to make a medicine check, and then I have the feat that allows me to actually heal with it. Cool. So tell me how much you heal the um, horse. 
Um, that creature regains one hit point, and as an action, you can spend one use of the healer's kit to tend to a creature, restore 1d6 plus 4 hit points to it, plus additional hit points equal to the creature's maximum number of hit die. Okay, you do that. It's a horse. It has yeah. one hit die. So, okay. um, but I mean, it's just a horse, man. Um, yeah. but you, you do that. Just a horse. Um, um, can yes. Owlin go, uh, and like stand essentially above the cave cavern? Cause he's still on the top level. Yes, he can. Are you just trying to like, um, make sure you can see down? Is that what you're doing? No. Well, in a way he's going to stand above it and then, um, like he's gonna make sure that the like the 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 torch is kind of like it's gotten like a little bit down way, ways and kind of try to stand above kind of where it's at, and then he's gonna cast fairy fire. So like he like once again like puts his hand like his fingers or his hands on his glasses and like he looks straight down and um it like casts this like fiery light this fiery green light that will go down into the cave and it's a 20 foot cube. So like, you know, okay. up, down, left, right. Yep. Uh, and any creature in the area, um, that fails a dexterity save, obviously if like they want to be outlined, they can, will be then outlined in that green light. So like the goal is then like that we can always see where the, like, and the light can be seen through walls as well. So like, got it that we can see where the torch is. And then also if there's any bad guy creatures that failed the, the dexterity save in that 20 foot cube, we can see those as well. Got it. Um, so, so you how? do that. There are no creatures down there that get outlined. Um, okay. but as you cast your spell, Rex, who is still like, you know, really nervous and twitchy, but he looks over and he's like, was, was that magic? Did you do real magic? That's so cool. What is that? And he like comes over to you, to you. Like, can you show me those glasses? That's so neat. Uh, well, I, I, I don't necessarily feel comfortable taking them off at the moment, but these are, yes, these are, these are, uh, magical that, um, you know, we're we our our goal here is to bring magic back to the world um, as we can. That's and, amazing. Uh, in one small way at a time. Yes. How did you, you? He he sees the band on your other arm and he kind of like swings around behind you to look at that. one. He's like, you know, the little anime kid who's like found something neat and he's like popping yeah. his head all around it. He goes, Sasha, come look at this. And, you know, his brother Sasha comes over and they're like this logo. What What is this company? This is our company that we've started. Uh, we are a dungeon delving company, but we also uh you know, do do the dungeon delving so that we can afford to do uh, work like this, where we help out help out people in need. Wow, that's so cool, Mister! Thank you so much for helping us. Of course. Uh, down in the cave, so you've healed the horse a little bit. It still has a broken leg. Like you're not going to be able to unbreak yeah, the bone, no. but you can at least you know no. you're. It's got all its you know its its blood cell count up, and it, you know all that stuff is taken care of. It's just a matter of you know it's still got a broken leg. So you're gonna have to find a way to probably haul it out of the cave. Uh, Jeb, your yeah. torch has run down the, the tunnel and not seen anything. And you've also seen Owlin's spell go in a different direction and not see anything. The torch is like, shot, come back now. Yeah, come on back and go down that other one. All right, I'm coming. He, you know, waddles back towards you. Doot, 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 very businesslike. Um, as he gets back to like the main cavern, um, Owlin and Jeb, you both notice at the same time something has been anchored into the stone on like the corner that you went down from. So you couldn't see it cause it was behind you. And the torchlight is now glinting off something metal, um, that you can't 
fully understand at the same time as Rex and Sasha try and shove Owlin into the hole. Um, Owlin make a, um, acrobatics check to recover. This is basically a grapple, um, acrobatics or athletics, your choice. I was going to say athletics is going to be a lot more beneficial to myself personally. (laughs) Uh, dirty 20. Okay. Um, so you, um, grapple with them as they try and shove you off the edge. You are now leaning back real far and I'm going to give you one more check to maintain. The reason is that you tied with one of them. So I'm going to say the grapple engaged, but they couldn't shove you off because another one of them got a dirty 20. So you have one more check to escape. So another athletics, I'm assuming from you after my, um, after my combat turn, can I, before I roll my next, uh, opposement, can I, uh, have my homunculus do a diving claw attack on on the one that's trying to grapple me? Yeah, you can once we're through the like surprise round thing okay. here. This is just to see if you fall, because really this is all one motion. 23. 23. You successfully recover barely. Like he's way stronger than the little weak dude that you thought he was. Dang. But you're like, luckily you're a barbarian, and so you kind of like muscle yourself back up and like lock eyes with him. At the same Does time everyone as everyone else. Does ever did this, everyone else else know something's wrong? No one has said anything yet. Although Jeb Owl, has seen Owlin, the metal thing, Alan will shout. Uh, they're the, the, this is not what they what they think it is. What we think it is. These are bad guys. Um, uh, I'm gonna pop my head out. You pop your head out carriage. just in time to see Sasha, the one who failed his grapple with Alan, pull out and hit a button, and a spring loaded metal trap door swings shut over the um, the cave roof. So Zoth and Jeb, you are plunged into darkness, which means nothing to either of you since you have dark vision. You are plunged into darkness with the horse that is down there. Um, and Owlin is now Fox. You also see Owlin is, is, you know, basically engaged in a grapple with Rex, the one of the brothers. And oh, his homunculus no. is zooming over towards them. Yeah. I'm How f- high up is this roof? I'm the roof is 40 shins high. And it's a, like a metal, you know, steel trapdoor thing that they've shut. Um, I'm going to pull my rapier out. I'm assuming they know I'm coming, but just in case they aren't that observant, I would like to try to run up behind one. Okay. The one who is grappling Owlin is going to be the one you could flank. So if you wanted to just go for like the sneak attack, that's the one. The other one obviously knows you're coming and sees you. Okay. Uh, definitely, uh, run to flank. Okay. Is it doable in one turn? I don't know how far away. Um, <laughs> you are sure you're within 30 feet. That's fine. You're within 30 okay. shins. Um, I'm going to so pull out my rapier, hold it to this person's throat, trying to grapple with Alan. And I'm like, freeze. Okay. Um, roll intimidation with advantage. Cause Alan also just like noped his way out of falling into a hole and just like stood back up again. That's how you, that's how you deal with it. And with intimidation, <laughs> that's a 16, sir. Okay. Um, right away, as you say freeze, he like throws his hands up and goes, look, man, I didn't want to do it. I was put up to it. It wasn't, it wasn't me. Um, and at the same time, Sasha, who is, you know, his brother is also like, you know, has surrender motions, you know, hands up. Look, I didn't want to do it, man. It wasn't, it wasn't our choice. They came, they, ah, they threatened us. Shut, shut and it, we just shut it, shut it, shut it. Alan, restrain the other one. You, unless you want your throat cut, will also put your hands behind your back. He like very, very slowly so as not to provoke you is like, you know, he's mo- he's complying. He puts his hands behind his back yes. really slowly and, and just I, like, waits there. 
And the one, the other one, the one that Alan is restraining, I assume, is the one that had the the, the button for the trap. Correct? No, Sasha's the other one. You were not grappling. No, I, I know I'm, I'm restraining, not restraining that one. Sasha. Okay, great. So yes, then you go to so, restrain Sasha, and Sasha has the button that triggered the Sasha? trap. Uh, Alan will take the button, mm-hmm. and Alex, uh, right? he'll he'll. Okay, he's gonna essentially put I think Sasha in a headlock with one arm. <laughs> And then, and like try to like look at the button and make sure there's nothing tricky on it um, before pressing it again to hopefully on like he's like, can he can he like investigate the button and make sure that there's sure roll investigation nothing, nothing wrong with it okay. yeah roll investigation um, I'm gonna tie the hands of I I think this Rex. is Rex right yep you tie Rex's um, hands and then I'm gonna kick him in the back of the leg so he he's down on his knees or preferably 20. face first in the sand okay twenty two. Uh, 22. Okay, you investigated, and it is a single button. Um, The button appears to release um, a a lock on something. So, like, this is a spring-loaded trap door where it, like, released a lock and the door swung shut. You're pretty confident that pushing it again won't do anything bad, but it also probably won't open the trap door again. Like, the, you know, the door is counterweighted and is probably just stuck now. Gotcha, I guess. Alan will... Press the button again just to make sure. Yeah, nothing nothing <laughs> happens. Uh, then he'll be like, okay, well, they must have some way of accessing down there um, in order to, I don't know, pillage, plunder, uh, take their stuff. Um, Did what? we hear all of that? Or is the door, like, soundproof? I, the door's going to muffle their voices down. pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, but we are about to cut down to the two of you plunged into darkness. Boom. The thing shuts except for your little torch dude. Um, so little torch guy like runs up to you, you know, Hey, I think I saw something swinging shut over your, over your heads. Um, <laughs> the, the horse really was injured. Like that's not fake and you've done a good job healing it. However, you hear, um, as the, the thunk reverberates around you, you hear something begin skittering down the third tunnel. Um, and it sounds pretty heavy, whatever it is. Hey, Jim, man, one time's coming. off. The one time I decided to trust people that there wasn't a trap. The the one time's off. Hey, the man, the just like kicking the dirt in the, the sand underneath him. The horse needed us, man. You're right. You're right. But it still needs help because now we all need help. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad at them. And he's just can you, know, you tunnel pointing, us out? Ugh. Yeah, I can't with the horse, though. Well, maybe, actually. Um, And uh, Jeb's just going to, like, point blank, hold his blunderbuss at the horse's head and just shoot it in the head. And it goes and shrinks down. He's going to cast Reduce on it. Okay. Um, Just pick him up. Let's go. And then I'm going to, like, walk my way to the wall and see if I can mold Earth my way like a tunnel up and out. Zoth will carry the horse, the mini horse. Okay. The pony. Um, so, okay. So because it's a mini horse, this will work. Cause you can only have 10, 10 cubic feet of, um, dirt manipulated at a time with mold earth, but because it's teeny, that'll right. actually work out for you. Um, it might not work for both of you now that I think about it. Well, no, cause Jeb's also pretty tiny, so it's probably fine. Um, you both, you both are able to use the tunnel. So it's just slow going cause you have to keep casting it. Um, but you're able to yeah. very slowly That's and steadily. 
Yeah, it's like the Minecraft stairs trick. You know, you're just like sort of digging yeah. a straight line mm-hmm. up and at 45 degrees. Um, so for the moment, yeah, that's what you're doing. Up. Um, behind you, you hear the the like skittering getting louder. And in the torchlight, as it glints off the edge of the tunnel, as you start going up your stairs, you see the um, hooked tail and barb of a giant scorpion <laughs> as it comes rushing out of the tunnel towards you. Uh, we cut back above ground to where Fox and Owlin have restrained Sasha and Rex. You have Rex tied up and you have Sasha is just held in a headlock while Owlin's holding the button. Hey, Rex. Poke him in the back with the pointy end. Ow, man. What? Yeah, what? Wait, don't, don't ow, man, me. You just tried to, fall. I know, kill us. I didn't try to, look, man, I told you, I didn't even know what that button did, okay? This wasn't my idea didn't know what the button did you try to push alan in the hole you knew the button was related to the hole i did know that you're right but i i didn't know it was gonna like be metal and stuff i don't know i didn't know what it did i just was oh, trying not to die gonna be, it was gonna be some wood and then you die under some wood i don't think the the, the material of the tra- anyway how do we get down there i don't know man i didn't put it in okay we were we were we'll literally you going we were literally going home and this giant dude who's covered in rocks comes out of nowhere and shoves our freaking horse into this hole and tells us that someone's going to come along and we need to find a way to get them into the hole and hit this button. That's what they said. And he said if we didn't then he was going to leave our horse down there to die and he wasn't going to help us and he said he was going to go back to our village and he was going to burn it down. And we believed him. Does he even know where you're from? You know, I don't know that answer. In the moment, <laughs> I, I didn't know think to check. <laughs> I, I told you we're from the seaside. Village. Okay, the seaside. Yeah, let me just go to the seaside. Oh, yeah, there's your village in the distance. Oh, wait, no, that's a dune. That's a dune. No, that's actually Fladena. You're looking south. That's anyway, towards the mountains. Uh, it, it doesn't. That, that, I don't know if that information quite matters at this moment. Uh, what I do care about is the fact that uh, you do seem to know a bit more information about this than you're letting on from that story, uh, as I don't think the material of the trapdoor necessarily uh, is relevant. Like, anyway, um, how do you get down? We would like to know. I don't. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know how to get down. Can Alan roll insight? Absolutely. Where's my insight? There it is. There it is. I like your insight. I was there for man. I was. I was transported. Yeah, that was a good insight theme song. Insight of fifteen. He really doesn't know a way down into the hole. As far as the rest of his story, you're getting shaky vibes. Like probably he's telling you something true to couch something that's a lie, but you're not sure which parts of the statement are the true ones and which parts are the lies. I do not think he he does not know legitimately how to get down there. I do believe that this is meant to be a death trap. However, I don't necessarily. Alan's obviously talking to Fox. I don't necessarily believe the first story um but i i genuinely don't think he knows how well, to get down there alan i'm gonna give him a big wink um i think we uh do the company policy mm, yes the company what's the, policy. what's the company policy rex asks well Ooh. uh people who uh you know we deemed evil and or tried to kill us for no apparent reason um and uh yeah no i'm sorry this is the best we can do in your situation i'm gonna pull out my dagger what's Um, your passive perception fox passive perception yeah (sighs) going 13 
It's a 13. Okay. Yeah. Carry on. Um, and while you're gonna Buck have to lose this, a leg, Al- Alan is slowly tightening his headlock, like just like <laughs> flexing, yeah. but just like <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to lose a leg. So um, you can't unless do that, you, man. Uh, tell us the truth. I'm I'm sorry. It's company policy without the truth. So I pull out my dagger and I press it firmly against his thigh. Well, you would, like, but as you reach towards his thigh. His hands, which are somehow free of his manacles or his rope restraints that you tied on him, um, come around each side and he uses the rope to try and like establish a grapple with you. He tries to loop it over your neck. Um, Roll your athletics or acrobatics. I'm going to go. That's a 14. He rolled a 16. He successfully loops um, the rope around your neck and enters a grapple with you. And you take... Two points of damage as he like ah. begins yanking on the rope and kind of pulls you off balance. Um, he okay. jumps to his feet and um, looks at Alan and he goes, let go of my brother. And he pulls the rope just in a way that doesn't da- damage you anymore. But he like pulls the rope around so that he's now holding Fox basically by his neck. I'm going to uh, shake my head. No subtly. Uh, hold on. Not Googling exactly how a spell works. One second. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, underground, the giant scorpion comes rushing out of its cave towards the two of you just as you begin entering your stairs to leave. What do you do? You have one round basically uh, before it reaches you. It's going to take the dash action. I'm going to... Uh, is it a big scorpion? Like, would it fit in our little boulder thing? It is a giant scorpion, so it would probably not fit in the little tunnel, but its stinger by itself might. Like, you know, it's probably got 30 feet of sting range. Not 30 feet, because that would include its body. About 10 feet of sting range past its own body. So I'm going to tell Jeb to keep going. I'm going to, like, sort of stand and block the way, and I'm going to cast Sanctuary on myself. Ooh, okay. Um, Um... Googling sanctuary to make sure I don't forget the mechanics of that spell. Just a second. You're good. While you're Googling that, Jeb is going to follow Owlin's lead. He's going to mutter some Jeb, wait, did they harsh see what words was under his breath? Follow Owlin's lead? And Sorry, I said owl and I meant soft. Oh, gotcha. okay. You guys are both big. Maybe it maybe the, you all look the same. Sorry. <laughs> I know. It's dark in here. It's dark. Consistent. I don't I can't see the color. Um, I'm going to use time compression which gives me an extra action Okay, and I'm going to double double my speed at uh, molding earth cool so you you begin like really zooming upwards you switch to your iron pickaxe instead of your stone one Um, (laughs) and at the same time Zoth casts sanctuary on himself the scorpion's going to try and make its attack for the next round Um, it needs to succeed on a wisdom save what is your spell save DC I bet it's higher than six so don't bother the scorpion attempts to attack you but it's like it's like the stinger zooms towards you and Zoth doesn't even flinch and the stinger stops like three inches away from his face it just like hits some invisible barrier and stops moving um and too wary <laughs> um and it it like it leans back and snaps its little claw things at you but it's not not able to attack and we jump back to above ground where we have the standoff between a fox who's got a rope looped around his neck and Alan who's holding sasha in a headlock okay if alan's holding sasha in a headlock does he get any sort of advantage on attacking sasha with a sword (laughs) (laughs) um 
No, but I won't give him disadvantage. Like he's only using one hand, but I'm pretty sure he has a great sword. Um, yes, but I, I won't impose disadvantage cause you have him restrained and restrained means attacks on the target automatically have advantage. So we'll have those cancel each other out and it's just a normal attack okay. where you're kind of clumsily oh, okay. trying to like get your, get your great sword in there. Okay. Owlin is going to be risky. <laughs> um, and I he's going to, he's okay. It's an instantaneous spell, so he can do this quickly. He's going to cast green flame blade on his great sword and stab the, the, um, the bad guy that he has restrained right now. Oh, okay. Uh, go ahead Oof. and roll to hit. Okay. Let us do that. <laughs> Let us do green it. Flame blade is so strong. Oh, an 11 oh my god please god Murderer man please. <laughs> you attack him but the angle's weird and you can't get enough leverage into the strike and it just kind of glints off what you realize is leather armor hidden underneath of his weird clothes that were covering him too much for the environment um it like kind of bounces off and doesn't really cut through and hit if him at that would have hit the cool thing that would have happened is that he would have stabbed <laughs> that guy and then a green fire would have jumped from that guy to the other guy and done seven damage to him. But mm, it's too bad that anyway. didn't happen for you. Um, <laughs> Dang it. Seeing your attack. It would have been two people at once and it would have been super cool. Seeing your attack, anyway. Rex is going to kick Fox's knees out from under him and pull harder on the rope around his neck to try and like, he's really trying to intimidate you into stopping. Um, Fox, he's going to deal three points of damage to you as he begins. Like, okay, you're still not quite suffocating. Um, um, and then I'm assuming you want to try to escape. Yes. Yeah. So roll um, your athletics, whichever you choose. Well, actually, since he's, he's holding a rope, like piano wire to my neck, right? Yeah. Like I mean, just, it's looped around your neck once. So it's actually, you know, tied around your neck, but yes, he is. Right. Wait, we forgot about um, my homunculus. That's true. Your homunculus Ooh. is zooming over too. It's zoomed over by now, I assume. Yeah, it's been that's what I'm saying. While. It's there. Yep, it's around. And can homunculus attack bad guy that has uh, um, that has him restrained? Sure. Um, have okay. it roll to hit. Okay. I'm get you! Rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> rawr, rawr, rawr. 21. 21 to hit. Uh, that does hit. That successfully hits. Which Let's we'll go. use to give you can. How about this? You can either do damage, or we can give Fox a second attempt to escape this round. Not both. No, not <laughs> both. <laughs> it does. Okay, Fox. Would you rather have it do ten damage, or rather have another chance? Oh, uh, ten damage. Yes. Yeah. I mean, damage. I, I, I don't know how strong these people are, so I don't want to kill them. But uh, the homunculus uh, damage okay to kill them. The homunculus <laughs> zooms into it and just like like headbutts him, like slams right into him, hits him in the shoulder, oof, and it knocks That's him max back. Damage that my homunculus can do, by the way. <laughs> Look wow. at him go. Yeah. Look at him go. Yeah. Bless. Um, I'm gonna take advantage of perhaps his moment of lapse to instead of trying to like wiggle out, I'm just gonna grab the dagger because he hasn't restrained my arms in any way. Um, and uh, try to shove it into his hand grabbing one of the rope ends okay um go ahead and roll to hit with disadvantage because you're like choking still a little bit I mean, that's fair okay that's fair okay 
Let's see how it is. Um, that's a 10. So you try to get the hit on him, but even with the homunculus flying into him, he knows enough to try and like, oh, I got to keep my my hands away from your hands. You're holding a knife. Mm. And so he like kind of, you know, spins out of the way and and yanks off to the side. Um, the guy that. Ooh. Yes. Uh, I, I will change my appearance. Ooh. Well, you've taken an action this turn. Is that a free action for you? Uh, I think that's a, a full round action. I was trying to find that at. Uh, Let's call it a full round action for now. Back. We'll come back to it later. All right. Yep. Um, Alan, the person you're restraining, Sasha, is going to try to escape. So he's going to roll athletics to get away from you, and you're going to roll either athletics or acrobatics to keep him. Um, Sir okay. Tisav, welcome with the raid. At that moment, two people uh, come riding up towards you from the distance. Whoa. I'm going to flip a coin to find out what side they're on. Um, but two people <laughs> come riding up towards you from the distance. You've got two rounds before they get there. Um, what I've was had a your 24 on my athletics? All right, he struggles, but you've really got him in the headlock. So you do. You, you're like, no way, you're not getting away from this. Um, and you you maintain your headlock in the distance. Okay. Two people are coming towards you, and I know whose side they're on. We'll see in a couple rounds when they get there. Mm. Meanwhile, beneath the ground, uh, Zothkug, you are now standing face to Stinger with a giant scorpion, while Jebediah is one round away from making it to the surface. Um, What do you do? I'm just backing up slowly, keeping the sanctuary up. It's not even concentration, but I'm still just protect, making sure it can't get past them, that I am the only thing between the Stinger and them. Okay, you the scorpion's going to take one not. more attack at you as you walk away, and then you're going to be out of range. So yep. the scorpion attacks you. It again does not pass its wisdom save, and so the stinger hits the invisible barrier you've conjured and is unable to hurt you. Um, you successfully back away, and you you escape the giant scorpion. It, it can't get to you. You're in too small of a tunnel. Above ground, um, Fox and Alan, what are you doing? Well, let's start um, with Alan. We'll keep it in the real order. Yeah. We've been going. Alan is once again going to try to green flame blade. So he he once again, like green, green fire passes from his glasses to his sword, which he's going to attempt to stab again. <laughs> um, and uh, that is math 14. 14 okay you attack him and again he wriggles just out of range of you and you're not able to get the hit um i promise i'm using a real stat block for these guys it's not like i'm just making it up Um, that's ridiculous so you well it's hard to hit somebody with a two-handed sword that you only have one hand to use while you hold them in a headlock like that's a headlocking like this yeah uh (laughs) that's fair (laughs) um on the other side rex is go ahead can uh and then uh, uh he hasn't done this yet well no it's only just two guys it's fine it's sorry I, I'm, I'm like alan's like debating between raging or not uh forget ulysses forget ulysses <laughs> oh yes your homunculus. homunculus is also gonna the attack honey. the guy that's holding uh um, holding fox fox and that is homie's got seven, my back the 17 hit nope 17 doesn't hit no it's the wow. armor they're wearing That's um, it, so a 17 zooms towards him but now he's kind of ready for it and so he like steps out of the way and it zooms a little bit past and and turns around wow okay uh with that um i'm gonna go ahead and just cut the rope okay why am i trying to stab the man if i can just cut the rope sure um make a uh, slate of hand check opposed to his dexterity save. He's going to try and weave it out of the way. 
Okay. Don't cut your throat. Oh man, it's going to be close. He got a 22. Uh, What'd you get? It's not close. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got a 20. No, I, I, I got way below that. Okay. Um, so he's again <laughs> able to like weave it out of the way. And now he's going to try and go for like the knockout shot. He's going to try and hit you across the back of the head um, and, mm. and like knock you out so he can go help his brother. He is unsuccessful. He tries to hit you, but you're also now squirming and moving around. So he keeps you restrained, but he doesn't hurt you at all. It's really tough to hit people who are grappled. It turns out, um, no matter what side (laughs) you're on. Um, so that, that happens. And again, the people in the distance are one round closer at that moment in time, a hole appears in the ground between the two parties and Jebediah peppermint comes up with a really tiny horse, like in his hand, like a little miniature (laughs) horse. I thought Trevor had the mini horse just carrying the horse. Oh, sorry. Okay. So it's just Jeb. Jeb just comes up and he's like muttering to himself. Jeb, you arrive and you see comes up. You arrive and you see a standoff on each side of you. On one side, Owlin is grappling. He's got um, one of the brothers in a headlock. He's got Sasha in a headlock. And on the other side, Rex has a rope looped around Fox's throat. And the two of them are doing like a really weird dance, each of them trying to like hit the other one. But neither of them can quite pull it off. Use some assistance, Jeb. Listen to me now, you two. I will torch both of you alive. I will kill all four of you, and my friend will revive my friends. <laughs> is and that I pull a out big boy? Is that a bluff? A since he can only revive one start, of you. I yeah, and so I, I start cranking it up with a lightning bolt, just like. Uh, well, hold, hold on, Jeb. Let me let me try something. Um, you're you're one round behind him because you oh. were. He oh. got one round ahead of oh. you while you faced off with the scorpion. Um, oh, okay. Never Jeb, roll and try and intimidate. Yeah, roll that. Well, intimidate or bluff, or like whatever. That's what I was wondering. Your if you're if you're bluffing about it, you can choose. It's the same modifier, so it's really just whether you want to scare them into behaving or persuade them into behaving. You know, because bluff is really a persuasion. I, I'm actually kind of I'm actually kind of thinking that Jeb doesn't know how many diamonds they bought. They just bought a bunch of diamonds. Okay. Like to help revive people. So it's intimidation. So, then. Like he probably thinks like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Jeb, I don't think this is the right way to help me. The, um, the Sasha, the one in Owlin's headlock goes, dude, we should, we should. Okay, man, I'll stop. And he stops struggling. 17 baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, with his six is like, yeah, I'm, we, we gotta, we gotta stop, man. They're going to kill us. But Rex, the one who has Fox is like, they don't mean it. It's a bluff. And he like pulls the rope again and continues like wrestling with Fox a little bit. Um, this gets oh, no. us to the if next I still round. Have my action. Oh, okay. Yeah, you do. I'm going to let loose a lightning bolt on him and Fox. Oh, okay. Shit. You're going to just lightning bolt them. Okay. Um, what is the save for him to avoid it? Fox is restrained. So he doesn't get, he automatically fails dexterity saves. He fails strength and dex um, saves. That is a, a 14. Okay. Um, this is, Clarify. Clarify and it's, question. is it dex he... that he's saving? Yes. Okay, he saves, so he only takes half damage. The way that that's going to work mechanically, since right. Fox doesn't and he does, is he's going to let go of the rope restraining Fox to leap out of the way. So Fox gets hit by All the right. lightning bolt. He gets hit by half of it, I think, um, as he dives to the side and like gets out of the way. So talk okay, to us about damage. 8d6. 8d6. Oh. Oof. Oh. Um, 
Do you want to just roll them, Jeb? Oh, I'm rolling them. Okay, great. I'm using an app. Got it. <laughs> um, that's 33 lightning damage. Oh, dang. Rip you, Fox. Um, um, uh, 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 um, so it's unconscious. Can we, can we just, um, talk about this real quick? <laughs> um, I swear to God, if I have to use a diamond right after I bought one. <laughs> uh, Fox, are you dead? Some of my negatives. I'm in the negatives. I'm okay. not dead. You're not like double your HP negative, right? No. Okay, yeah. So you did how much? 33? Yeah. I'm, I'm negative five. Okay, so oh, you drop okay. unconscious to the ground as um, Rex dives away and goes, dang it, he was serious. Um, the two riders have now made it to your group as well. Um, so they're going to enter. It is a hematician on a horse and then there's a human on a horse and or they horse. enter. And one of them, um, read the hematician reaches down and just scoops up Rex and throws him on the back of the horse in one smooth motion. The other one rides towards Alan. Like he's going to trample you. Alan, what do you do? Uh, Alan is bad at dexterity. So Alan, <laughs> rage. Um, feel the rage. Oh, I know what Alan's going to do. Um, let me pull up my, my Coolio cantrip, <laughs> my Coolio cantrip. Sorry. One second. Uh, I love Coolio cantrips. He will cast, a uh, sword burst on himself, which is a cantrip that creates uh, a circle of of swords floating around me in a five foot radius, and any creature that like enters within five feet of me must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take one d six of damage. Okay, so um, I assume the one he has in a headlock will need to take damage, and then if like when there's when they get within five feet, okay, the horse does. So the one in the headlock automatically fails dex so dex throws, so he takes damage. Um, I'll roll a d six for him real quick just to keep it moving. Okay, um, he takes four points of damage, and then the horse okay. is going to enter your circle now, um, and he got he also failed. So the horse enters your circle, but it takes like a big gash along one leg. Um, I which got is a six on damage for the horse. Nice, and that's enough to prevent it from trampling you. Like it, you know, it it just loses enough momentum. But they're going to together still try. The human reaches down to try and wrestle um, Sasha away from you. So you're opposing, you know, whatever your grapple check you choose to use is. You're going to oppose them. Okay. They're going to try and yank him away. Hmm. Ooh, and he rolled really well. He got a twenty-four. Oh, I got a fifteen. Okay. I would like to use Chronal Shift to make him re-roll that. Which one, Alan or um, the other guy? Uh, you said the other guy. Um, Do the other guy because I got a fifteen, which is okay. Yeah. Okay. The other guy's. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking the other guy. Dude, I kid you not. The guy just got a nat twenty. Dang. Yeah. Oof. Um, so he reaches down and yanks his guy away as well. And they're both going to try and ride off into the night. You all obviously still have a turn to do, but they're kind of like, you know, angling their horses. Like they're going to move off into the distance. Fox is unconscious. You are all present. Um, Something flavor wise. I forgot to say is that, uh, when he does the, the circle of blades spell, um, his, his glasses do like the anime cool guy flash. (laughs) Of course they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a necessary part (laughs) of the cantrip. I think. Um, yeah. And don't forget your homunculus can do things too. 
Zoth is up there. Oh, now. homunculus is gonna right, homunculus right. is gonna dive dive for um try to oh I think homunculus is gonna try it it's, doesn't have very good strength but it's gonna try anyway I'm gonna try to knock um the guy off of the horse the the the, the guy that I had had sure. headlock yep the human off the horse um would that be a, what what would that be check wise let's make that let's make it an attack first so just roll to hit. Um, okay 19 okay great a 19 hits so now just give him a strength and i'll oppose it with another strength we'll see who grabs you know who's better at holding on i'm holding on i've got a nine over here such bad strength strength. oh good i think we still have it let's look at that d20 again that's a 17 i I got a nat i got a nat 20 but it's a minus three modifier (laughs) so you hit the guy and you you knock him right off the horse and so he and the guy he just tried to rescue charge flip backwards off the horse it's like a momentum thing you know like it just slams right into his chest and like the horse keeps going and he kind of stops for a moment it runs out from under him and he falls onto the ground nice um got him the other horse well yeah what else is everyone else doing Zoth would like to gently set the the miniature horse down and then go and use a healing kit on Fox. Sure. You are able to successfully stabilize him without rolling a check. Fox is stable at zero hit points. You'll need to heal him. Or maybe you get one for that. I can't remember. Um, But I'm using using a use, and he's going to heal. What's your max hit die, Matt? D8. Uh, You are going to heal... Five plus eight hit points. Ooh. Okay, well, I'm at eight hit points now. There you go, buddy. What? No, you were stable at zero. When he stabilizes you, you're stable at zero. So I get 13 on top of that. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. I'm back in it. Jeb, are you 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 did something, Jeb, didn't you? Unless it's my turn again. That's, yeah, I think it is your turn again. Sorry, Fox. I thought that was a magic missile. I put the wrong one in there. I can't see where the beans out here, man. What? Why? Um, and now that the, the now that the miniature horse is out here, um, how far away is the 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 the, the guy that I shot with the lightning bolt? That was him and the hematician that were on a horse together. Yeah. He and a hematician. And how far are they? They're still on the horse. Yeah, they're still on the horse, and they're 10 feet past you. They're, like, turning, you know, because he yanked the one guy okay. away from um, from Fox, and he's now... I'm going to... I'm going to <laughs> cast Reduce on the horse. <laughs> uh, does the horse have a save or anything? I don't remember. I don't think so. Oh, I can double check. Get reduced. Get reduced reused and or recycled uh it can't yeah if it's uh, if it is unwilling it can make a constitution saving throw these are trained horses that they're riding so i would assume that makes it unwilling constitution save so you got to beat a 14 all right constitution save 14 it got an 11 (laughs) so these guys are riding a horse crushed by that hematician well, these guys are riding off and the horse shrinks and I think the momentum probably throws them a little bit further than where the horse is. So they probably don't crush it, but they do crush each other. Like, you know, they land on the ground and go rolling and it's weird and, you know, um, they kind of skid for a little ways. 
Go um, rolling ground. It's weird. You know, yep. they, one lands on top of the other. They look longingly into each other's eyes, but then they blush <laughs> and turn away. <laughs> the, the, um, they start, I mean, they're going to use their turn to stand up. So they, they stand up and now the, like the hematician and the human who entered the fray, um, they have both drawn weapons. The hematician has drawn a war hammer and the human has drawn two clubs, one in each hand and they're standing off with you. And it's at this point that you notice I'm that I'm revving on, up another lightning bolt. Um, it's at this point that you notice that on the newcomers, the two newcomers, they each have a bandana tied around their neck and Im, uh, embossed on the bandana is a logo of a rod breaking over an anvil. Uh-huh. Of course. Those tricky explicitives. They are tricky. Um, do we I'm have is it is it our is it our turn our side's yeah. turn? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh Alan is gonna once again uh probably maybe for the last time it seems because it seems to be rapidly aging, uh produce the great axe of giant slaying. Um step out in front, begin his rage. His rage. His rage. So uh his uh his his his, his ethereal wings sprout and he is gonna run at um i don't know with the closest one and he's gonna he's gonna axe it just gonna okay. hit him sure my question it got mr toasty over there i'll take mr toasty okay oh, wait, you got mr toasty or alan has mr toasty <laughs> we can we can both do them you take okay, just as long as Alan isn't going to get in the way of your lightning bolt. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Alan okay. rushes at Mr. Toasty. He's like cranking it. He's like, with lightning bolt. He's like, nah, nah you're fine. fine. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. <laughs> this one's a magic missile. <laughs> um, For sure, this time. Yeah, you rush towards Rex, who is Mr. Toasty, oh. and okay. you get to him and you swing to hit. 14. 14 doesn't hit him. I would like to use my second chronal shift to help Owlin re-roll that. Sure. Let's go. 26. That freaking hits him. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. Um, sweet. Uh, let me double check the damage. Okay. Boom. Boom. That is... How does that work? Right. That's it. Uh, yeah. 12 damage. No, 14 damage. Cause he's raging 14 damage as you just slash across him and you like surprise him so much with like the strength of your swing that he literally falls over again. Like he's knocked back prone between the and lightning bolt. That, uh, between the, no, he's not quite dead yet. Uh, he's he thinks he'll go for a walk. Um, you, you slice right across him and he like falls backwards, lands prone, but he's clearly like he's stunned. And he's also like clearly like hanging onto life by a thread. Um, okay. he is, he's not well, um, he's very after pale. The, after, there's a lot of blood after the hit. Alan will look up at the rest of the group that is like facing him and he'll like in his rage, <sighs> leave or your party will suffer the same consequence. <sighs> intimidation, baby. Yeah, sure. Roll intimidation okay. with advantage. That's pretty horrifying. Okay. Aren't they trying to leave? 
Yeah, I know, but like we like I we want we want I want to keep just him. We want justice. <laughs> Someone's got to answer. Uh, he's he's aiming it at the rest of the at the rest of them. Like not not the yeah. guy that he just cut down. I'm okay. rolling for them right now. Okay, okay, the only save that's possibly gonna matter is a 15. Oh, okay, I see. The other two rolled really low, three and a five. Well, Alan got bum, not bum. as well as I would like. Bum, uh, bum. Um, bum, bum. That's 11. That's not that good. Okay, so bum, one of bum. them is not intimidated. It's the hematician who like okay. looks at you and goes, Mike, Mike. Of course it is. But the others turn and like they just sprint off. They're out. They're okay. done. Um, they and they also one of them like grabs a little mini horse on his way out. Like, come on, Billy. And, like <laughs> they run off together. Under his arm. <laughs> yeah, like scoops it up oh, under his arm. How, how is he holding it? Just like in one specifically. Hand. If you were to enlarge it, it would just pop out of his hand. He's not holding it in a way that it would explode oh. him or anything like that. Um, <laughs> so he's he's, he's he hasn't put it mouth. over his neck like a shepherd. Oh. No, he <laughs> as he ran by, he reached down with one hand and grabbed it over its back. So if it popped out, it would just kind of spring mm. into existence and lift his arm up a little bit. It wouldn't hurt him. Um, and they yeah. and they they're hightailing it. They're headed south, like towards the the mountains and stuff. The other one is nearly dead, so that's there's just you, you a hematician now. Stuff. Yeah, are you guys going to do anything? Yeah. Oh, is it our turn? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Zoff wants to cast hold person on him. The hematician or the nearly dead guy? Hematician. Okay, we've got Rex and a hematician now. That's what's left. Um, All right, and um, his save is a wisdom saving throw. What's the DC to 16. beat? Oh, he's definitely not going to beat that. He got an eight on the die. Um, so hold person hits him. So the hematician goes, make me, and then is stuck. <laughs> yep, he's paralyzed, and he gets he gets a save at the end of each of his turns. Cool. But so basically it's a round. It. So all of you have one action, and then um, um, he won't take a restrain turn. Restrain save. I'm going to go restrain Rex, uh, okay. and this time double check those knots. Okay. Making sure the... Kick him in the in the, wherever he's cut. Yeah, kick he's him there. He's all beat up. You don't need to worry about him resisting at the moment. Okay, um, but you do restrain him and you make sure the knots are really good. You're a rogue. You're good at knots, and you've been burned once. Like you're not going to. It's screw just this like up. Pokemon. <laughs> we had to beat him to lower health before <laughs> the restraint would work. D and D is just restrain like the hematician. What you say? Sorry, I think only someone Jeb has an action left this round. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna use mold earth and just like, like stone up around his legs. Okay, the hematician is a large creature. Oh, just his legs. You can do that. Sorry, I was thinking you were gonna go for the neck like you did with the bandits. You can, you can definitely encase mm. his legs. So you encase his legs um, in stone, and it's just like before. It's like a little mini hill. You know, like it just comes up to about his knees and is kind of locking him uh, in place. The homunculus isn't gonna attack the hematician yet. Well, because will an attack provoke a, um, a rolling of escaping oh. the whole person or no? No. Uh, not in the spell description. Oh. No. <laughs> beat him up. Beat him up. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I think I think the homunculus right? is going to beat him up while he has a chance. Okay. Roll to hit. It has advantage <laughs> because he's restrained. Paralyzed. Okay, we got, oh, uh, like a 23. Yeah, it 22. is. Okay. Your homunculus rolls um, are really high to hit. I wish for you that it did more damage. <laughs> no, it's because of my uh, spellcasting modifier. Um, 
I'm very intelligent. Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> um, uh, five damage. Okay. Uh, it hits him for five damage. It just does the same thing, like flies into him, but he's paralyzed. So he doesn't like take the hit. It just like bounces off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. um, that brings us to his turn, which he obviously doesn't get, but he is going to roll his save to try and escape. Remind me, was that uh, DC 14, Trevor? Wisdom of 14? DC 16. Okay. That's a nat 20 on the die, which no, he confirmed man. with another 20. And then he confirmed that. So in in a if this were a combat move that would represent a coup de gras i'm gonna say in this circumstance because that doesn't make any sense for him to get a coup de gras that he snaps out in time to try and reach out and hit your homunculus so he breaks the paralysis and gets like an opportunity attack as the homunculus pulls back um he rolls to hit he gets a 13 um how does that do against its ac let, let me look uh, uh ac of where <clears> is it <throat> Can I petition the DM to use different dice uh, for now on? Just, you know, just- AC is 13. 13, attacker wins in a tie. So he is able to hit the homunculus, and he this is literally just a punch out of thin air. Um, and he punches it for four points of damage, which I think is not quite enough to kill it. But it's No, it's no, just- I actually um, am... Uh, let me roll these 2d4, and then we'll see. Hold on. Seven plus... Eight, so uh, it has 11 hit points total. Okay, so now it has seven. Um, okay. Because he hits go. it for four. So uh, he just punches at it. Is the stone it. still around his feet? Yeah, the stone is still around his feet, although on his next turn, I'll okay. let him use an action to try and wrench his feet out of the stone. Um, we'll see if he can pull it off or not. But he's now like active and unparalyzed again, and he kind of roars at you. It's your turn. You, you can do whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um... I mean, unless anyone else has any better ideas, Alan's going to double attack him because mm. he's raging. I'll let Alan. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to get in the way of that. Okay. <laughs> you hit him both times. He's standing still. Just roll damage. Oh, cool. This is a raging barbarian attacking a target who can't like get out of the way. <laughs> you hit him. Sixteen. Da- Sixteen damage first time. Okay. What is that? Uh, so, uh, that's six plus four is ten. 12 damage the second time 12 damage the second time um you you like two really good slices you feel like his... say, alan just sprints at him like and once again, he's in and i'm in and I've, I've been reading a lot of manga recently he, <laughs> he he sprints at him and just like does like the quick like whoosh, whoosh, with the with the, the like with motion the, lines are cutting axe. across you yeah exactly um yeah you do and you get the sense that like the natural stone on his skin is making your sword less effective than it could be uh, but you still you see him like you know he's getting a little pale and he's starting to seem pretty woozy you you get the idea that he's probably more than a third um or less than a third of his life force remaining um mm. is anyone else going to take an action before uh it's his turn again i'm gonna i'm going to cast hand of coal on him okay uh that's a strength save yeah he rolled a 16 not sure if, i'm not sure if that's affected by him being is he considered restrained or grappled by the uh the stuff around his feet like, that's a great that question disadvantage yeah i didn't think about that let's call it disadvantage i'll roll for him again so he got a 16 on the first roll and on the second one he got a 14 what's the save for him to beat? uh 14 is my save you're the attacker attacker wins in a tie oh, okay nice yep. 
this is the like the second time that we've been like oh no watch it oh no wait and like and watch it's it. a yes yeah. so um you it's do successfully is it you shoving him or grabbing him what's the hand doing uh it grabs onto him so he is restrained as well by it okay and he's going to take nine bludgeoning damage from the hand okay as it like compresses uh, on him, makes strength saves in the future to um, to to break out of it. Cool, Zoth, you doing anything? I um, could I hand fox my rope and say, uh, "Can you tie him up?" Ah. All right. Well, you you sit on this one. All right, I'll go tie <laughs> him up though. Okay. <sighs> While that all right. development happens, Owlin will send his homunculus to help uh. Uh, Zothka guard the other one instead sure. of attacking the never uh, tied up a rock person what are these people called again hematicians you're correct uh, Fox Hematician? as you walk over to tie him up you notice with your keen roguish eyes that within the hand of Cole where his hands are pinned against his sides he is reaching for a cipher at his belt you can have one dexterity save to interrupt him Oh, if this is a new round, I get to crush him again. I get to do that every round with the hand. Nice. Dexterity save. Yep. Okay. Are we talking like, do I have to roll above a 20? Uh, no, a 20 is probably enough. Well, I, I did it anyway. <laughs> I got a 22. <laughs> okay. So you reach down and you grab his hand just as it's about to compress on the cipher. And you're like, you know, now you're basically holding, you, you know, you're like holding back his thumb or whatever. Like he can't quite close the loop on this cipher. Um, you can still tie him up, but to like keep his hand off, you're going to have to roll slate of hand with disadvantage to like, you're also holding his hand away to try and tie him up and restrain oh. him. No, I pulled my dagger out. Oh, okay. And I will slowly start cutting into either the index finger or pinky, whichever, however his hand is oriented, whichever one's first. Okay. Um, I'm making it clear. Like the cipher. Sending a message. I'm upset. You're, you start sending the message and cutting into his thumb. And eventually he stops struggling, but he like turns and locks his eyes on you. And he goes... Magic is not for the elites. And then slams his thumb across your dagger, cutting it off to hit the cipher. And he hits the cipher. And um, you see three sort of pulses of magical energy fly out between the fingers of Hand of Cole. And they hit the guy that um, you had already restrained. And they knock him unconscious and into death saves. Oh. Oh. Did they, wait, what about the hematician? Is the hematician still good? Or like, what's he I mean, doing? he cut his thumb off and he's there. He's like really weak, um, but he's letting yeah. you restrain him. He's just like basically knocked out the other dude. The first one knocks him into death saves and he's and, failed too. And what so, did he say? From the other magic two is not heal? for the elites? Yeah, he said magic is not for the elites. Can All I right. heal the guy I'm guarding? You can, what? yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a healing word. Okay. Bless. <laughs> Bless. Mm-hmm. Bless his heart. Wow. He got max health back. He gets nine health back. Alan doesn't get it right now. Um, Um, Anyway. I'll restrain him and then take away the cipher. Probably in reverse order. Sure. You take away the cipher and restrain him. You now have them both restrained. The one guy is like, you know, unconscious but stable. um, And the hematician is restrained and very nearly dead. And combat has come to a close. Uh, do I get an extra crush during that turn? Sure. 
He gets what a strength save, or I guess not. He's already restrained. Um, he takes eight bludgeoning damage. He passes unconscious. And I don't know how many rounds you wanted that to be. No, I mean he was he was only seven hit points remaining, so he passes unconscious. At, at uh, the, the we'll just use point. a medicine check to try and stable stabilize him. Sure, you stabilize him as well. Yeah. All right. What are you going to do with him? Combat has ended. Uh. Well, um, what the just happened? I don't know, man. We were just tending to a horse, then a giant scorpion came, and the roof caved in. Oh, okay. And I tunneled out. So, what I'm healing these guys, or we're letting them die. That's the first thing. I feel like we uh, need answers. I would like information out of at least one of them. I don't. I don't trust well, the Hematician. I mean, I Zoth, you can get answers out of dead people, right? I can speak with them. I don't think I can guarantee an answer. Mm. Well, like, what? I think you only have like a couple seconds or something like that, right? Uh, no, that's to revive them once they die. I can no. speak with them as long as they have a mouth. Their body has a mouth. No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, these guys are dying. Oh, no, they're stable. Like they're n- He's stabilized oh, they in are? both oh, at zero okay. hit points. They're unconscious and stable. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was... I, guys, I can't see. This is, <laughs> is this what it's like for you guys underground? Because this is, like, painful. I can't... Like, especially uh, when there's, like, no trees and there's just, like, sun everywhere. Uh, what the heck? It, 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 I'm sure that is tough. Um, one thing we should uh, discuss, though, is uh, how, do we, <laughs> how would we like to restrain them in the meantime and then make sure that we can get information out of them Ooh. and then from there take care of them the way we need to. Jeb, I got an awesome idea. All right. I, I, I think I, 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 I read this in a book once. Okay. Um, you can mold earth, right? So just like bury them up to their necks down into the dirt. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Hey, yeah. I believe um, that is. Perfect. So yeah, let's strip their gear off and, and put them in the, put them in the ground. Oh yeah. yeah speaking yeah, of them like that. Um, uh, what kind of armor did the, does Rex have? Hmm? I never said we were going to leave them like that, Zoth. We just don't want them. I'm like, I, I point to the hematician, like ropes ain't going to hold this dude. We That's need true. to talk to them. Yeah. Rex has on leather studded armor with steel plates woven into it. And there's a little Ooh. tab by the collar where you can put in some wingles. Oh, I'm taking that off uh, of him. I'm, ta- I'm taking that. These boys have some good equipment. I'm just, I'm just, it'd be a shame to bury it in the dirt. Well, that means they have a financial backer. I mean, they uh, do financial. Be... You say I search the pockets. Aren't they with the Bright World Company? There's no money, but yeah. well, I guess Wingle digits are money. So you find you find twenty Wingle digits uh, on Rex. Ooh, look what I found! <laughs> Very helpful. How long does um, reduce last, Wash? Uh, it's like a minute. Oh, okay. So the the horse we saved is is back up. Yeah, it's back to horse size. Oh yeah, I can only have it up once, so I dropped it on him when I cast it oh, on the okay. other one. Cool. Well, well, let's. Uh, do we want to slap him awake? No, no, no. Let's once they're buried. 
I'm an, I'm yes. A- yeah, I mean, and I'll just mold earth and just them down into the ground, and and I'll like turn it into stone around them, so it's it's not sand. Very, it's just like they're they're in they're they're like set in concrete, a yeah. concrete plug sunk into the sand. I got you. So you do that, and it happens. And then we get the. Mold. You know what? We don't we don't have to rush this. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> what time of day is it? It is time of day late for afternoon us to get this going. We I would could say. we could we could make some supper. You know, we could we could I w- I don't think it is best for us to stay in Let's, uh the 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 quicksand flats. What are these what, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um I think okay. we should. Let's let's try talking to them first, and if they're disagreeable, maybe dinner will make them. Maybe they're you know, willing to reform and become our employees. I don't There's know if these ones too. will. Why do you say that? Uh, I I think one of them seemed uh, pretty radical. Yeah, these seem these seem oh, yeah? uh, to be radicalized rather Did than just common them? bandits. Well, uh, like, he we said will, a sentence to me wildly with their words. Let's let's talk to him. Let's talk to him. Okay. I mean, that's good to know. We were underground. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no, I mean, what were you going to say, Josh? It's okay, I changed my mind. Go ahead. Uh, With what? With waking them up and talking (laughs) to them. So, yeah. Okay, we wake them up. Yeah, you slap (laughs) them away. We wake them up. They're up. Yeah. What do they do? Do they say anything? They just look at you. Well, Rex, let's start with you. Um, do you want to head that story from the top this time uh, without the lies? I got nothing to say to you. Mm. Alan will, will kick sand in his face. <laughs> as soon as he spits out some of these, he kicks it again. Oh, wait. I'm Fox sees the fun in this. <laughs> Fox is doing this, too. Just... Yeah. Kicking sand in his face. Habitation. What about you? You got anything to say? It's only a matter of time before all of this comes down around you. I got nothing to say. Hmm. Mm. Oh, this is unfortunate. You know, I think we were looking for a some sort of redemption, like a reasoning. Do we I mean, look like elites? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know where they're getting this from. Where are you getting your information from? I'm not the, anyone who yeah, wants to put magic saying. back in the hands of the specific elite cast is our problem. That's the whole problem with magic. I said stuff. Shoot. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I believe uh, if, if you're following my logic here. You seem to be um, supporters of Wingle Digits, then I assume, like Wingle Digits being the only form of of magic that is uh, a fair, evenly scary. accessible source of magic. Yes, mm, interesting well, that you would say uh, that. Uh, oh, yeah. If you if you follow my logic here, uh, Wingle Digits are, as well as being a form of magic, they're also a form of currency. If that is correct, right? He just stares at you, waiting for you to go on. As a form of currency, it would be circulated as, as currency is. Um, at, you know, as if we look at the economics of how gold, silver, platinum, and such have been circulating in Urida for this past age, you would see that that circulation is not evenly accessible. In fact, it would be 
probably more even when it comes to benefit or more even even when it comes to benefits if it were just magic uh you know if if only certain people have access to magic naturally through birth that doesn't select based on class based on wealth based on means that is selected like almost entirely randomly um especially in the cases of of born magic yes such as such as our friend zoth here however uh those things are entirely what currency is based on at least once it has been circulation circulating in the market for long enough now uh in this way also early adopters of these coins could be like uh, not as much from means uh, if you do this, you know, if you do this correctly. However, from what I've seen, you're not doing this correctly. I have mostly only seen middle class to wealthy people having the large amounts of this currency. While it is somewhat accessible to the lower class, it is similar to gold and such that like they will only have these smaller amounts that are only usable uh, so much and, and they will run out quickly. Bit and um, hot fire. It It's really, it's... All that to say, you are supporting elitism much more in the long term by create, turning magic into a currency rather than something that is randomly selected through birth or through education. That part's a little bit. I do get that part. That is a little bit iffy. But the birth part of it is, you know, yeah, anyway. I just learned mine from reading a book. See? Then kill me. Do your me. best to undo it. He spits out some more sand. I don't think we're going to get much from these guys, uh, at least without wasting our time for a long time. That is my mm. assumption. As someone, I wasn't an interrogator when I was in the military. However, I did have have associates and colleagues that were. I could take my um, hand at it. I I mean, you could. I think it may be an overnight affair. I would guess. Um, but I don't know if we should be willing to put more effort of it mm. into into it than that. Um, well, how about this? I think this is a good compromise because I know Zoth is not going to sit well with this. How about we leave them here, but I will give them a sip of water before we leave and a little bit of rations right in front of their face. They can choose to eat it if they want. I think that's worse than just killing them, man. Eh. Two people came ran away from this. They might come back. It's Other fair. people might come along. I think Zoth just said that it's better to kill them. Is that what you said, Zoth? I think it's more merciful hmm. than, than sitting in a hole for, what, like three well, days you can go without water? You know what? This is their fate. Democracy. What do you guys want, you two down in there? I mean, we could always just give them to the scorpion and let them give them a fair fight. You that's, can kill us however idea. you want, but we're dead already. See, that's fair. I believe that's, that, that's uh, actually incorrect. Wait, you're dead already. No, that's incorrect. You're in fact alive. We in fact stopped you from being dead. You were wrong. Are you saying if, if we just let you go now, you'd be dead? Oh, yeah. Why? Because we failed. That sounds like elitism for your superiors. We could offer you a different path. Soft. Nah. I don't. I don't think we want these guys in our like those other bandits were just kind of goofy and bumbling. Um, no offense to them, but they have potential. These guys, uh, I think, are too radicalized. I 
hate to be this guy, and it's been a while since I had to think this way. However, I do think that the most efficient way to move on from this situation will be to decapitate them right now. I suppose so. Uh, if, if if they wish, if they've accepted their fate, then they've accepted their fate. I, I don't know. Zoth I like just, leaving their fate up to off. random. Okay, you guys decide. I will have no part. I've said my. I don't. Either either killing them now or just leaving them here. I'm fine with either. I I don't feel good about killing them. That makes me feel like that that guy up on the tower, and that just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Jeb gets me. I. We can just leave them. <laughs> he says as his like body is charred from the lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeb gets me. <laughs> and we can just leave them. I'm fine with that as long as we just. I think we should just continue on to the avatar. Like that's. Well, um, I will do what I said I will do, and uh, I will offer a water skin to each. If they accept it and uh, leave rations, whether or not they accept it sure. directly in front of their faces, each of them accepts. And so well, you carry uh, on. Good luck. Uh, yep. Hope you don't die. Um, but honestly, uh, I hope more that you don't ever cause any problems for other people. Let's get out of here. And on that gonna, note, before we walk off. Oh, 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 oh. oh. I want huh? to squat down in front of the human. Rex, yeah. your name is? Yeah. And I'm just kind of like like hunched over. I'm just like looking him right in the eyes. And I pat him on the head. And I said, You got conviction. And I feel like what you believe in, you believe in it wholeheartedly. And I know it's hard but you might be wrong. You might be. You might be right. You know, this world might be better off with wingle digits as the magic, but it's more than just about magic being in the hands of people. The avatars are going to die, and we don't... That's never happened before. And we don't know what's going to happen to this world if they die. And speaking of death, and I'm going to pull out the, uh, the rod, the iron rod. And I'm going to bonk him on the head with it. And I'm going to say, unless we bring magic back, if you die... Your soul will not go anywhere. You will cease to be forever. Now, if your plan is to do that, I'm going to offer you a very odd gift. And I don't like it, but you fought well. And I feel like it's only fair. And as I hold the rod out, I'm going to tell him that if I take your life now, your soul's going to move on because this provides a channel for your soul to leave. But if I walk away and if you succeed and eventually when you die, that's going to be it for you. 
So you got a couple options. You can dig yourself out of here. You seem like you're very resourceful. And you can traipse along on your merry crusade and bring back this great equalizing capitalistic, you know, whatever. Or you can join us, in a manner of speaking. I don't want you anywhere near me. But there is a better goal of bringing magic back. If you don't like, you know, if you don't like it being in the hands of elites, learn it and teach it to the common folk. That's an option too. But at least when people die, their souls aren't just going to vanish into oblivion. So, and I stand up and I say, do I put this away? He just nods once. All right. And I put it away. All right. Well, we're leaving. You guys are strong. You're capable. You're probably going to get out of here. And I wish you luck. And I hope I never see you again. And I walk off. The barren um, sky reflects equally in barren eyes as they look back at you. Alan, man, can you help me get the horse into the back of the truck? <laughs> Wait, into, into the back of the truck? <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me that note <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I mean whatever sh- sh- can we fit it does it fit no <laughs> oh no I'm just sorry alright so sorry I'm imagining there's this heart it's to their heart horse. Leave deep, them their like, horse. Yeah, let's go. episode finale Jeb's just like chatting it up and then in the background you just see Zoth trying to shove the horse <laughs> through the back of the cart. Alan just goes it's up on to brand. just goes up to Zoth and goes, I, we don't we don't have time for this. We it's have all to about go. leverage, man. <laughs> we we can't we can't afford to do this. We just need to go. Matt, roll Pivot. a D4. I'm rolling a D4. Pivot. I got a one. You got a one. That's how many days go by before you make your way out of the quicksand flats. On the other end of the quicksand flats, you find yourselves now finally standing on green ground, um, plains grasses, you know, prairie grasses kind of stretch off into the distance. And ahead of you is something pretty interesting. It's a gargantuan structure. It is stone and marble. It is huge, massive. It stands... I don't know, 70, 80 shins high in front of you. And as you're looking at it, Alan, it's bittersweet because you're looking at the roof of the formerly floating library of the AOS Lore Foundation. Engraved into the roof is that fabled Gomteun saying, it says, Amplector Prochea, Ventus Polier. And then around it, from where it landed, there are different stones and plinths and things that have been smashed off the top, probably upon impact with the ground. And you can see engraved in them all of the runes of Gomteus. You know, there's a lightning bolt and there's wind and there's rain and there's clouds for storms and all these different pieces. And at the base of the tower is this massive crater that it's created and a pile of rubble actually obscures your view of the base of the tower where you know that Garlel, avatar of Gamteus must be trapped within his own creation and nearer to death every moment 
And it's clear that the only way to get to him is through the ruins of your old academy. And on that note, we turn yet another page in the adventures of four guys, ventures and vibes for our lovely podcast listeners. Why don't we quickly introduce ourselves? We'll start at Matt and go down the line. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Matt. I am playing the character Fox. I am a rogue change Ling. And that's it. Jake. Hey, I'm Wash. That's fine. Oh, never mind. <laughs> hey, I'm Wash. <laughs> never mind. I'm not Wash. Hey, I'm Jake. And I play Alwyn Woodrear, the Asimar Barbarian. I'm really excited about going into this uh, library and learning about all my old stuff. <laughs> Hi, I'm I'm Wash. I play Jebediah Peppermint, the gun wizard who fires spit and spits fire. And uh, I am excited to dig. <laughs> Hello, I'm Trevor. I play Zothkug, the uh, orc cleric who uh, had a uh, change of heart and in recent times and uh yeah it's been been pretty deep and i'm josh your wing um, badger game master thanks so much for joining us next week on monday we'll be live maybe on wash Brunello's channel since i didn't talk to him about it first for a tavern talk because i will be driving home from my work trip so i actually won't be there it'll be the other guys and until then from all of us to you a hearty ggs and a lovely gn bye everybody <laughs>